Hey, Luke, why wasn't Hitler the worst guy ever? I don't know. After all, he killed Hitler. <laughs> On this week's episode of Another Digital Citizen, Luke, Fro, and I will be discussing the news of the week, our pay-per-view predictions for payback, ADC's worst person ever tournament, Born in China, plus Samurai Jack Season 5, Episode 6. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 81 of Another Digital Citizen. Uh, with me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Uh, with me, I have Tilly. Hi, Tilly. Hey, Fro. Hey, Luke. Hey, everybody. And uh, this is Another Digital Citizen. It's almost like we've done this 81 or 80 times before. Almost. Almost. Oh. Almost. So, uh, before we we super begin with the the news, uh, I I was kind of wondering, uh, in in United States of America, was there really no Trump news this week? I'm sure there was. <laughs> I'm sure there are people that can point out tons of Trump news, but to me, there wasn't anything worth talking about. Really, no. Really. Huh. Why? Did you have uh, something? No, 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 no. I, I, I was, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm always uh, a re- uh, really relieved when I don't see any Trump news in our uh, news of the week uh, rundown. There's a whole thing right now on the news that I was just watching about um, his new tax plan. Tax plan's always great fun to talk about. Like, no, no, we're not talking about <laughs> <laughs> yes, because because we we are really good at things that have to do with money, so we we could make uh, <laughs> really good speaks about that, especially me. Uh, but uh, no, it's it's been it's been one one of those weeks when it feels like it's it's not gone a, a whole week, but uh, this week just flew by. For some strange reason, it felt like we did this podcast yesterday. For some strange reason, um, but uh, let's start with something I have followed a lot: is uh, the French, French, the French election. Uh, Marie Le Pen uh, happily not uh, winning uh, the the popular vote this time. Uh, she was 
uh, uh, in second place uh, after uh, how do you say it? France Francais Macron Marcon Mark Marcon uh, yeah Ma- something, like Ma- something like that Macron. there you go yeah it sounds like a dessert. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking of those like bic- biscuits. Aren't they called macaron biscuits? Macaroon. Macaroon. Right, I'm, yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking about. Macaroon. So you start talking baking and things, then I can get well in politics and <laughs> tax and stuff. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, yeah centrist so... Emmanuel Macron or Ma- Macron. Ma- we call him Mr. Macaroon. In a nice Macaroon. way, we like macaroons. Right. He's left left center where Le Pen is pretty far right so she was the one that's like the female trump isn't she that's what uh, they're yeah. calling her yeah, yeah. That's, that's what i thought when i first it, saw it's her. very strange here in america the the coverage of it because i've watched different news stations uh, and it seems like each different news station has a different interpretation of what's going on here a lot of them are like uh say some of them are even saying that uh Mac- macron is uh it, it I guess maybe farther left than he actually is, or maybe not. I can't really tell, because some people are saying, this guy's way far left, he's crazy, he's gonna turn to communism, he's that far left, and then other people are like, no, he's a centrist, he's kind of near the middle, and Le Pen's the crazy one. It's weird, I, I, I'm I having a hard time deciphering with the American media where what's really going on as far as their, their politics and st- uh, the individual candidates' politics, so... Yeah, we need somebody uh, in I France. Could... If you're listening from France, <laughs> sort of let us know what the feelings are around in, you know, your community and stuff and what people actually think and what's actually going on or what they're telling you. And we can do what yeah. we're being told. We can just go for the middle. Right. <laughs> if they mean. I, I, I will tell you what. I would never, ever uh, vote for uh, Le Pen. But uh, she, she seems even a little like far right off Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. It's almost like right. she's she's even more rightish than than him, and especially when it comes to to um, uh, the 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 look on people that are in, immigrating and things like that. Uh, it's but uh, a really funny funny part about this uh, thing. Sorry, there is a there was a far left contender that actually was in the in the. Uh... Running, I guess this uh, Jean Luc Mel Melanchon Melanchon sounds about right. Sure. And he he the far left guy was in he was all for getting out of the EU. Le Pen is also far right, and she's for getting out of the EU. And the centrist is the only one that's not. So it's kind yeah. of strange. That is really strange. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of uh, that's the only thing I like about Le Pen. Is that she she wants them to get off out of the EU, uh, as we stated on the podcast many times before. We are against the EU. We are not against the uh, at all people coming into countries. We are not doing this because we are a bunch of racists. We are a yeah. bunch of liberals. Right. It's yeah. It's not a racist agenda. It's a nope. not a wanting one. to start creating the whole new world order thing. Yep. In plain sight. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> but Europe globalist. doesn't need to be all governed by the same set of rules. We're all geographically different yeah. and therefore can do different things and struggle with other things. So you can't have the same rules 
blanket like when they when they were introducing the euro i was like what the f are they thinking yeah we didn't we weren't having it we said no (laughs) a good for you yeah a lot of people weren't happy about it yeah oh god there was a roar you can't be in the eu and not have the euros yes we can We've still got the queen. We can't just Make... cheat. We can't take her off the coins while she's still alive. That's harsh. But the, here, here's the problem with the, the euro. In 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 one one of the many many problems with the euro. Uh, for example, let's say Norway had euros, and I will take another country that I know somewhat uh, things about, Russia. So. Uh, the pay of getting uh, a normal, uh, the same job in Russia and in Norway is totally different because the living costs of living in Norway is totally different than living in in Russia. But mm-hmm. it's the same influx on uh, uh, what uh, you could call uh, when you buy stocks. The stocks market, the, the money market is the same for Russia as it's in Norway. And if you really, really think about this, people out there, how how is it fair to people in Russia that they are controlled in the same way as they are in Norway? Because they have the same currency. It makes no sense at all. Because Russia have different problems than we have in in Norway, a different way of looking at things. It makes no sense at all that uh, the inflection of the euro would be the same in the both countries. No right. reason at all. A thing that costs ten euros in Russia would would never cost ten euros in Norway. It's not like that. It's impossible. It is a bit like that in America, though, because if you go to, say, New York, things are going to be way more expensive than if you're buying it in Macon, Georgia. Right. It's going to, like, and th- that is uh, some of the reason we have such a split in, uh, the, um, in the economics between those different regions, and that uh, definitely molds the politics that we see today in America. So, yeah, it's a problem all over the place, but... Uh, like you said, EU, it definitely see it's a you know it's a corporate entity, global entity that uh, doesn't really help. It just oh. hinders a lot. So yeah, it makes yeah. money for a lot of people that already have a lot of money, and helps exactly. keep them in the money. But it's not actually benefiting the people that are living under it. Talking about the EU uh, and going out of it, Theresa May uh, is in the news. She calls for. UK general elections on uh, the 8th of June this year. Yay! Um, we get to vote again. <laughs> I was going to say, can she just do this? I didn't know this was a thing you guys could do. She could just be like, yeah. all right, let's vote again. Well, she Every wasn't elected. Prime Minister can do that. Yeah. She That's a good point, I yeah. guess. Yeah. She wasn't yeah. voted in. She's come in as a stand-in. So rather than waiting the full term, she wants to give everybody the chance to have the person leading that they want essentially, because obviously right. we yeah. weren't being led by who we wanted, and he's gone. She's stepped up, she's tried to do what she can, but she also knows that it's up to the people how they want to go about this. She's set off Article 50, but it's going to be up to somebody to continue through with it. 
and it's whether it's going to be Theresa May if she actually does get voted in properly or if it's going to be somebody else and please please people vote for Corbyn I know it's yeah, it might I, end up I in a coalition that. government with the Lib Dems yeah. which would suck but at least Corbyn would be in power and it wouldn't be a Conservative government going through this because the Conservatives yeah. you know they, they didn't want Brexit well, neither did I, and he's pretty reasonable he, he's, he's a reasonable guy and, and he seems to fight for what he believes in so yes. that's important he's our Bernie re- Sanders I really like him. He he he's one of the most like I I'm I I was totally shocked by him because he doesn't really sound like a politician. No, this I, is what we need though. This is what we've been begging yeah. for. Stop with all the Eton boys that have been together since then and oh they're all toffs and really rich and daddy did this and they paid for this and all that. Get rid of all them. Let's have some real actual people that want to sort things out. I mean, he still lives in, like, I don't know if it's a council house or if it's just a normal sort of, you know, two up, two down kind of small house. He rides a bike to work. He doesn't have 17 other houses. He's not, you know, spending millions on expenses. He doesn't even get the bus half the time unless it's a long journey. But then he will use the train services and the bus services. So, you know, he's a... He's a normal guy in the sense of politicians are a different breed of people. Oh, definitely. And I'm really hoping that we can get him into more of a position of power. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, what do you, What do you think about Tim Farron, though? Uh, <laughs> the leader okay. of the Lib Dem. I don't know who he is, and I always used to vote Lib Dem. This would be the first year oh. that I'll be voting Labour, even though personally, where I live it's probably not going to make much of a difference because it's mostly a conservative area. Yeah. But I'm still going to going to do it and yeah. And it's all, to to be fair it's only the liberal democrats that can prevent the uh, like a uh, uh, majority of conservatives in 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 the UK. So yeah. Well, that's why I've always voted Lib Dem but with Corbyn being leader right. of the Labour Party it's really difficult, really difficult this year. Because I don't it even is. know who's the leader of the Lib Dems. We've got a new Lib Dem local MP, so I don't yeah. know who he is. Like the other guy was, I, I loved the other guy. He was uh, Councillor Michael Mullaney, and he right. was young and from the area that he's actually a constituent of, and actually like cares, and you see him around all the time, but now he's been taken over by this other guy, and I don't know who he is. Yeah, no, so, yeah. I never never heard about Tim Farron. Uh, never ever seen him in anything, and and it's kind of it's kind of interesting that that uh, Lib Dem has chosen someone that uh, more or less we never heard about because like he's, well, he's the leader he, of the party apparently is what I'm seeing. Yeah, he yeah, took he, over the leadership leader. in 2015. I've yeah. seen this guy before. Like uh, his face looks familiar, but I've never I don't know any of his policies oh. so. So it's hard. It's hard. It's it's harder this year. I totally agree. Uh, and then you have um, oh, who's the jerk uh, that always uh, is in 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 front of that uh, fourth party? Um, is in front uh, of that what? Uh, who's the leader of the Green Party again? I, oh, I always God, forget. I don't know. No, I should know these things. I'll have a look. Yeah, you live there. <laughs> I know. See what I mean, though. This is—it's hard work, politics. Yeah. 
Um, oh, they've, they've got a job share for Caroline Lucas and Jonathan Barkley. Okay. They, they have two leaders. I suppose it's the Green Party of England and Wales, so maybe one's... Uh, ah. Anyway, uh, let's move to something completely different. Uh, Julian Assange uh, haven't been in the news uh, lately, so I was a little surprised that we had some uh, Julian Assange uh, news in our uh, reel. This is from the BBC, and they say that Julian Assange arrest is a priority for the mm-hmm. U.S. Authority General, and uh, we are talking about Attorney General. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sessions yeah. came out. He did a. He came out and uh, made an announcement and said this. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, he said we've already begun to step up our efforts, and whenever a case can be made, we will seek to put some people in jail, not a person, <laughs> some people. Some people. So that's, that's a, a so threat political to the people. Speak, right. Yeah. A threat to the Ecuadorian embassy, essentially. <laughs> Bless but, him. Who would have you in the Ecuadorian Trump. embassy in the UK? Like, that'd suck. Okay. If only you could just be in Ecuador. Right. But uh, to be honest, Donald Trump should actually be happy that uh, WikiLeaks uh, uh, was there when he was running because. I remember him tweeting, like, uh, look at the WikiLeaks because of Hillary Clinton. So he's kind of pointing to WikiLeaks, and now he wants to kind of (laughs) heal the man. He wasn't just pointing. I've seen a clip of uh, he was doing a rally, and he's like, I love WikiLeaks. I love him. Love him. (laughs) Yeah, like, actually said that. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a... uh, turnaround i guess but yeah. obviously he didn't say this this was the attorney general but it is his administration um this if, would be a huge problem if they did this because it would it, it would if they send him to court for for this for what they're talking about it would infringe on the rights of all american journalists in a way because what they're saying is he uh Julian Assange would be it would be um, treason, basic not treason, but uh, espionage. Yeah. So, saying that any journalist who f- got leaked information and released it, they could be charged for the same thing if it if the if the ca- case was already in court, you know, because that uh, sets a precedent. Yeah. So, um, this could be a huge problem if they actually did this. The thing is, they would have to go into a foreign embassy in another country and take him out by force unless, for some reason, they were working with Ecuador, which it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So, um, yeah, if they went in by force and took him out, that is a huge uh, no-no in the global community because that's basically telling all the – that's telling Russia, you can now go into our – embassy and do whatever you want you know yeah. what i mean yeah. so there's no it's a lose-lose scenario for them yeah for them to even say it is kind of silly because it just brings up all these problems but that's what the trump administration does i guess <laughs> it's kind of strange mm. but uh in positive news uh there's a new poll showing that bernie sanders is the most popular politician in america 
And Bernie, are... Bernie, Bernie, <laughs> And people are speculating. He's way if... above everybody else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And people are speculating if he will run for president in 2020. Uh, 2020? Uh, right. Personally, I don't think so. He's going to be 79, almost 80. Yeah. Nope. Once. Yeah. Uh... No. Sorry. Yeah. Not a very good chance, but the, the second most popular politician in America is Elizabeth Warren. So that is that, a possibility. That on the other side is a possibility. Um, I'm not I could sure. see her running and then having uh, well that really w wouldn't work. Having Bernie as a VP. Or it could be the other way around. Because then, you know, it would be oh, mm, that would I, I could see that office. happening but yeah, see the idea of a vice president is if the president dies, then you have somebody to back them up. So if Elizabeth yeah. Warren you know, it, it would it could negate the age problem that people would see that, that you know, he's a little too old to be in, uh, the president because he might pass away or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, they've just got his stand-in ready. It's... Right. And people are fine with him. Uh, this, this was a poll that was put out earlier last week, I guess. And uh, it also says uh, Trump's disapproval rating, 53%. His approval rating is 42%. Hillary Clinton's right now is exactly the same, basically. Uh, <laughs> within the margin of error, they're almost identical. Uh, sp whereas Sanders, 60% uh, approve and 32% and disapprove. So he's w he's above, uh, way above any uh, either of them. They're below the 50s, and he's in the 60s. So, Right. Uh, hey. Uh, in the UK, back to the UK this time, uh, researchers in uh, the Harvard University researchers uh, have uh, found a copy of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, and uh, the Boston Globe reported Friday that researcher Emily Sneff, I like, I like her name, Emily Sneff. <laughs> And Daniel Allen found a copy in the records office in southern England. That's kind of weird. That it... It's a little bit weird. Well, yeah, in Chichester. Mean... It was Is because it, it was it was owned by a man that was very, very pro-American um, independence. And he was, a, okay. he was a big wig kind of guy back in those days. But he was in the... He was British. But he... Um, was very controversial for supporting America for one of its independence because obviously it was against us. So the fact that he had this is a bit... It's all very strange. It's all very weird. Right. This would assume that somebody sent it to him or he was there and he came back with it. Or yeah. Like how... That's the part I'm interested in that they don't really... I've looked at a few articles and none of them pointed out, but... I reckon um, it was probably sent it to says, him. It says the parchment was likely made in New York or Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, and it also says that uh, the signees are not listed the same as um, the, original. The, the original, I guess we'll right. call it. I don't know if this is, this could be the original. We really don't know which one was yeah, done first. Yeah, this could be first draft. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have no clue. But they're not, uh, they're listed uh, on the original in uh, per state, I guess. And then this yeah. one is... At more at random so yeah that uh it's very interesting i'm interested to find out how it got to england so right yeah. who about, sent it uh, or how did he get it 
Right. That's the question. Talking about uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, we are going to listen to... Uh, oh, you missed the story. Oh, I did. Ontario, Canada. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, this is probably one of the most interesting things of the week, I think. So, uh, yes, sorry about In that. Ontario, th- I guess three different... Uh, what is it? Are they called territories? Uh, well, they're based... Uh, Hamilton, Lindsay, and Thunder Bay in Ontario are going to tr- test out for three years, giving 4,000 people a basic household income oh. of up to 17000 a year. Um, Minus half of their says, income. Right. The couple could receive up to 24000 Oh, a couple could re- re- receive up to 24000 per year. And then more for people with disabilities. Uh, doesn't really say anything about kids, if that adds anything. Uh, it but that, might maybe not, because may already be covered. Or maybe the test cases, they're not... Yeah, maybe... Yeah, that, that that's probably true. Maybe it's already covered. I could live on $24,000 a year. Easy. So, um... But yeah, this is very interesting. It's a test pilot, obviously, but... Uh... It's very... It's a very super progressive thing. It, I mean, I'm super... As an American, the, Canada's making us look bad. They got free healthcare. They've got... And now they're doing uh, basic income. Like, they make us look like barbaric uh, in comparison right next to them so yeah see we what do, do you guys all think this. about this we it's it sort of exists in the uk mm-hmm. um anybody that's earning lower than a certain amount of money gets extra help and top-ups and things and you can apply for grants and all the rest of it and then it's a bloody it's a brilliant idea and i hope it works because it just it stops people it instantly gets rid of homelessness line. yeah no yeah. more no more poverty because you can't be in poverty when you've got money in the bank like if you can afford your bread you can afford your food you've not got to worry you can then be a better person in society essentially maybe we'll see or use this money to kill yourself with heroin who knows but, yeah i mean but then you're another person that's off the planet and you know there are too many humans sure. so if you if you want to do that and that is your goal nobody's going to stop you but you know try and go the other way <laughs> Now, uh, it's been a topic in Norway for a, for a really long time. For a long. while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that we ha- should have something called Borgerlön in Norwegian, uh, loosely translated into citizen uh, pay, more or less. Right. So, um, I know Finland is doing a kind of test of this as well but, right now. I heard that, right. like, I don't know, three months ago or something. I don't know if there's... Yeah. If they've done it yet or not, but I know that they were thinking they are, about it. So I think this is like a this is an upcoming thing in the world that seems like it needs to happen because, like I said, homelessness, hungry kids, like these these things could totally just be wiped out if we had a basic income for yeah. everyone. So right, as long okay. as everybody can access it. Let's uh, let's hear uh, listen to Bernie Sanders uh, uh, explaining that he's really not a Democrat. Right, so uh, did you guys hear about this Unity tour, or yes. no? No. I, I did. Okay, so uh, Tom Perez, who became the leader of the DNC, Democratic National Committee, he took over for, uh, well, I guess we'll technically he took over for 
uh, Debbie Washerman Schultz, but she there was kind of an interim person in between. Uh, of course, Debbie Washerman Schultz from uh, got fired because of the WikiLeaks emails. So, well, she resigned technically, but they're doing this thing called the Unity uh, Tour with Bernie Sanders and the head of the DNC, Tom Perez, and people are really confused about this because they don't understand what Unity Tour means, I guess, because they're like, <laughs> all the media is confused as to why Bernie's there because, of course, he ran as a Democrat, but he's not technically a Democrat. And so they're going, uh, they're trying to figure out what this unity means, and they don't seem to understand that there's a whole half of the Democratic Party that... Uh, was backing Bernie Sanders. And then there's all these other people out there that would vote for Bernie Sanders or whatever. So that's, they're trying to use Bernie Sanders. But then of course, a lot of the Democrats were also smearing Bernie Sanders this week saying that he's pro because he backed somebody who is pro, uh, anti-abortion. But this person who was anti-abortion is also a Democrat. (laughs) So it's a little weird. Um, uh, the reason he backed him is because of his economic policies. So, I mean, we all know that Bernie's number one is fixing the economy. So, yeah. But yeah, this was an interview on MSNBC with uh, Bernie Sanders and Tom Perez. And this kind of kicked off this whole thing this week with the Democrats. I think actually f- the first time they realized, oh, crap, we really do need these independents. So <laughs> give us a countdown, Fro. In three, two, one, play. So I guess my question to you is, do you, you've been talking, you're on this road trip now with the head of the DNC, you're talking about reforming, reviving, ch- transforming the Democratic Party. Do you consider yourself a Democrat? No, I'm an independent, and I think <laughs> if the Democratic Party is going to succeed, and I want to see it succeed, it's going to have to open its doors to independence. Who are probably See Tom Perez look away, he's like, oh, country. crap. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to open its doors to working people and to young people and create a grassroots party. That's what we need. And what the party has got to focus on are the most important issues facing working people. That's the decline of the middle class. That's the need to take on the billionaire class and Wall Street and the insurance companies. And <laughs> Tom Perez again is like, oh, twitchy. He said billionaire class, that's me. Have you seen the background? Yeah, I'm looking at that as well. It's New York, obviously, or, you know, some big city. Those people, it, it, it looked like they were moving duvets moving or something, or duvets. sheets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something. I saw, like, uh, plastic grocery bags, but that was, I don't know, who knows. <laughs> but, anyway. but yeah, that was Bernie Sanders. <laughs> they're, they're like, so are, do you consider yourself a Democrat? They're still confused about this. <laughs> what like, are you? <laughs> He's like, you don't see my, right next to my name, it has this little eye. Like, when you look it up on Google, it's, there's a little eye there. Why are you even asking me this stupid question? He's like, I'm just going to point out uh, all the things I pointed out on uh, when I was running for president. He just says, like, his whole platform right there. And, yeah, I thought it was interesting because after this, uh, the Democratic Party, or at least the, on the news, they were definitely pushing, like, the Democrats are realizing... Uh, Hillary Clinton's not going to work and we've got to figure out a way to get these independents and working class people back. Otherwise we're going to lose again. So hopefully it's a awakening, but people like Nancy Pelosi and those kind of Democrats are not, 
they're not going to go down without a fight. Yeah. They want their pay their paycheck. So, uh, hopeful uh, progression, we... though. Fingers crossed. Definitely. We on another digital system have been criticised that we never ever talk about sports. Uh, so of course we're going to talk a little uh, about sports because uh, one of the best sports in the world is uh, uh, right now snooker because snooker is really fun to watch and if you don't like snooker you don't like snooker uh, <laughs> but, uh, I was watching this match between Sean Murphy and Ronnie O'Sullivan uh, I'm going to post this uh, uh, snooker shot and Oh, you guys have seen this. Uh, yes. Isn't it bloody marvelous? I have not seen this, no. I oh. was going to say, yes, it's bloody brilliant. There is no yeah. way. I mean, I play a lot of pool. I don't play snooker and I'm no good. But the, even the best player I've ever seen, I don't could do that with that confidence. Of just, yeah, I'll, I'll, I can do that. Even if I miss, you know, it leaves me in an all right place. I'm okay. All right. It's really good. It's like... How many times did it bounce off the cushion? Uh, One, two. Is it twice, two, but it comes back on itself? Twice, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and the spin is is ludicrous because it, it, it's it's spinning. It it shouldn't be possible to do it, like like physically. And and if you listen to uh, uh, the video. Um, that I posted on our Facebook group, uh, another digital uh, citizen on uh, Facebook. Uh, this shot just looks incredibly uh, easy to get when he does it. But I can promise you, as a pool player, as a snooker player, it's it's uh, it's hardcore. It's one of the best shots I ever seen in snooker. And I, I adore uh, I adore Rodney O'Sullivan, but it was so funny to, to see Sean uh, doing something like that. I always been a Rodney O'Sullivan fan, but uh, you're you're uh, a better half or or worse half. I'm I'm not going to say what I think, but he lo- loves rules as, as well, Billy, doesn't he? Yes, and he's been um, he they just joined the snooker club in Hinkley. But ah. it's just shut down. <laughs> so oh, no. they literally they were there for like a few months being able to go. But yeah, he's been at work. He's had the snooker on because he can have his laptop on while he's dying things. Right. Um, and yeah, he's been watching all of it as it's on. I, and of I've course, been dipping of in course, Yeah, and and as it's the national sport of uh, Britain, of course, it's shown on BBC. I think that's a little like funny because because in Norway, uh, the only like channel that's uh, 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 presenting any kind of snooker is Eurosport <laughs> and, 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 and that you have to pay for the yeah. BBC that, that is kind of the, your, your national uh, pride and, and, and your national broadcaster and it's free for people to watch so yeah, as long as you've got a TV proves, license right and that proves how popular snooker is in britain oh it is we love snooker we love darts we love anything that you can do in a pub (laughs) basically that's our favorite kind of sport football you know you go and watch it in the pub so that's why that translates into what people watch at home (laughs) 
And if people think there's no money in, in snooker, they Oof. are wrong. They are freaking wrong. There's a lot of money you can get uh, playing snooker. Just ask Rolly. <laughs> the Ronnie O'Sullivan. I'm pretty sure he's, he, he earns more than uh, pretty much many people think he earns. There's yeah. a lot of, of, of commercial... Uh, um, not sponsorships, sponsorships, sponsorships yeah. and um, there's also the winnings for when you actually win competitions and tournaments and things. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and you, well, not performances, but sort of going up and turning up at places. That you, you know, also you get, get actually well. paid uh, because you get a bonus every time you get a snooker. And if anybody uh, doesn't know what a snooker is, uh, that's the highest score you can possibly get in a, in a snooker game if you get to p- pitch the black uh, every time you are pitching a, a red uh, so that's the, i think it's a uh, it's 100 and no 267 or something if i'm not completely what, a thousand yeah wow I think it's like a ludicrous score because it's uh, uh, or, or a payout because it's impossible to get snooker almost. Yeah. I mean, you you have to play like the best form of your life. A century uh, breaking a hundred, by the way, uh, is not as usual, but you you also get a bonus for for every uh, century you, you get. That's cool. Yeah. Still not quite footballer's money, but, you know, you're not no, no. running around oh, a field no. for wandering no, no. around a table. And you used to be able to smoke around the pool, uh, snooker table as well. Right. <laughs> Watch old snooker and you see them going to the side, having a bit on their fag, and then going back and right. hitting the balls with some sticks. I can hear I can hear Luke just snoring in the background. <laughs> so let's move, uh, move on. Hey, we are going to do here Trun telling the truth about fuck religion, believe in science. This is Trun where Trump tells the truth. Not long ago there was a march on science. Yes, celebrate science. The great achievements and how we can make the world a better place. Why didn't this march happen a long time ago? For the last 30 years, since the Reagan era, since the Christian right-wing fucking evangelicals have come to power, we had a war against science, against the reasons, and we cannot attack religion. Not even the Democrats can attack religion. They cannot say in the debate that, sorry, but your religious views are fucking bullshit, because most of them are. If you believe in talking snakes and the the world is 6,000 years old, you are stupid, and you should be addressed as stupid. Anyway, people who believe in science and liberal thoughts and ideas, they don't address that. They should say to the people who are religious, this is stupid. This is fucked up. This is bullshit. I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm always so incredibly angry about why should every, why a religious view should have respect. Why cannot we address the same on science issues? Why can't that science and climate change need people to respect. You should respect science. You should respect the result. But no. No, we cannot say that. We have to address it and show religious people 
respect. You know what? I don't give a fuck which religion you have. It's Islam or Judaism or Christian or all those 5,000 other stupid religions there are all over the world. If you believe in bullshit, if you deny pure science, you are a moron. You're stupid. We, we, we treat, in a lot of TV programs, we treat people like science, climate deniers, at respectful counterpart to people who believe in science. But it's not like that. Science is based on a knowledge. Science is based on science, for God fucking sakes. Why should you put religion against science? I don't know. So stop treating religious people with, who base their, their worldviews in religion as smart, because they're not. Science should be the leading point. That is what they should teach from the f- seventh grade. Not religion. We not need more stupid people. These people, this planet, have a problem. We have global warming. That can only be solved by science. Science, not religion. This was Trump, but Trump tells the truth. Have a fucking nice day. Uh, and I have to say again, uh, Trump tells the truth is uh, Trump's opinions and only his. Uh, so. Uh, I did not get to listen to this yet, but because uh, uh, I've been, I was, I was super out of it yesterday. Actually, I think I got sick or something. I know. Uh, but yeah, I kind of like slept most of the day because I was really like just felt really blah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm assuming this is talking about the science marches that happened here in America. Did oh. you know about that, Fro? Nope. Me either. Earth Day. Earth oh. Day was on Saturday. There were oh. uh, planned protests. Uh, uh, mostly against like the Trump administration and their defunding different science programs, and then def- defunding or uh, you know allowing pipelines that we've talked about in the past. You know, it was Earth Day, so it was an Earth Day protest kind of thing. Uh, so I'm assuming that's what this is all about. Uh-huh. If I'm wrong, and that's not what it's about, because I haven't listened to it. Sorry, f- sorry, Tron. <laughs> Hey, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com or ask Elizabeth. it. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. Let me guess, no mail this week? Uh, no. I We did not get anything this week, but hopefully someday <laughs> mail will come. So, somewhere over the rainbow. If you're uh, patient, it will come. Yeah, uh, we also have a Facebook page. Join the Facebook page. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. Hey, it's uh, Eurovision. Eurovision time. Eurovision time again. Uh, let's begin with Austria uh, this time with Nathan Trent running on air. What did you think about this, Delaine? I actually was quite impressed by Österreich. <laughs> Österreich. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that that is there. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, alles klar. Yeah. He, uh, alles gut. <laughs> a, I love the video, but I don't get it. I'll start with the video before we go music-wise. Because he's, yeah, he's the... running and chasing and looking for something. <laughs> and then he finds a valley! Yay! That's what he's got for... What? 
What was that all about? I thought he was looking for yeah. a person or something. And then he's just, oh no, I'm here, look at this view. I 100% thought he was going to find some cabin on top of the mountain <laughs> and there's going to be a, like a woman yeah. inside in like a nice sweater with like a fire and gives him hot coke. That's what I thought the ending was going to be. Yeah. yeah. But no. It was just him wandering, and then he just wanders to a place that's in the middle of nowhere, and he goes, I made it. Yeah, maybe there's really nowhere. good acoustics there, and he's singing, and he's like, yeah, it's the best I've ever sounded. But, yeah, uh-huh. other than that, I quite liked it. It reminded me of Ed Sheeran and uh, the script. He sounds a lot like the lead singer from the script. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I quite liked it. I give it 8.5 out of 10. Wow. Mm. I, I could do. I could uh, deal with it without the video making no sense. If the video, yeah, like, if I just turn it off before it ends, <laughs> make right? My own or you just up. listen to the song and don't like turn the your monitor off so you don't see the video. To be, uh, you might like it, but I did not like this this song. I thought it was horrible, but me that was just me. It was super generic. Um, the one thing about the video, did anybody see the guy in the truck that just randomly gives him a ride for no reason? Yes. Yeah. Did you look at him and go, is this an actor that I know of? Didn't it look like if Vince Vaughn and Josh Gad had a little yeah, kid? The and child, yeah. This would yeah. Be, yeah. yeah, it was very strange. Uh, this song, though. Um, so boring. Very generic. Oh. Didn't really say anything. Like, as far as the, the vocals go, it didn't really tell a story that much. It was oh. very just, I'm searching for something and then. Uh, it ne- it never really ramped up. It just kind of stayed at this one uh, level of uh, I don't know what the word for this is. Uh, the music just stayed at one level. It never ramped up and like kind of peaked. Uh, so uh, overall, like that goes against it, it its ability to be performed well on stage. Because we again, this was a music video, so yeah. Um, but I would probably give this a two out of ten. Yeah, no, yeah, this two. is. This is terrible. I, I I think this is so freaking boring. I I think I have no clue what literally is in this. To be See, maybe to that's what I like. Maybe I like that it's quite sort of passive and it tries to be a pleasant song rather than right. anything else. And it didn't offend me at all. I didn't go, oh my god, this is gross. Oh no, I was it's just not going to do that because like... it doesn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, but we have heard so many other ballads this year, and this is on the boring side of the ballads. Like I'm not a huge ballad fan, and this this year has been a lot of ballads. Oh my gosh, yeah. there's been a lot of ballads, uh, but, but a lot of them but... have needed to be remixed by a house DJ. This one, right. I don't <laughs> think would go. It it didn't scream to me. Oh my god, this needs remixing like the other ones no, did. It... Like the other balance. I don't think it would be a good remix. You, 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 no. So yeah. I totally agree with Luke. I'm I'm down with Luke. I'm <laughs> giving this a two. I'm giving this a two. Uh, the other uh, we seen this week is from Azerbaijan. And please say something in Azerbaijani or whatever they speak there. Uh, Tule. I can't even. I was going to pretend and just make a load of noise up then, but I thought it might be quite <laughs> offensive. <laughs> Yeah, that may be racist. Yeah, yeah not let's even not do going that. To, uh, attempt it. <laughs> and it's D high, D high, with skeletons. Uh, I will start with Luke. What did do you think about this? Uh, I really liked the music video. I thought the yeah. music video was interesting. Uh, the song was okay, I guess. Uh, 
it did have a pretty good message I, uh, the, in the lyrics, um, and it did ramp up pretty well, wh- where it kind of peaked at the end and then came back down. So, um, this one is a hard one for me, where to place it on the scale. I guess three and a half, kind of. Three okay. and a half, maybe even a four. So, yeah. up there on my scale of things, but... Uh, I thought she was a good vocalist, and uh, she, it was very—it was different. It was a, definitely a different than a few of the other things we've seen that, uh, from female vocalists, I guess. So, I definitely agree with that. Uh, Taylor. Yeah, I, as you said, she's a really good vocalist, and it was—it was all right, but uh, it didn't—it didn't catch me. It didn't grab me. It didn't. I wasn't that fussed if i'm honest right so i give it a friendly nice six i i really like this uh i i think this has a good opportunity to win i'm saying that because of many things i think uh, mainly it's it's different different enough from all the ballads we have this year i don't think a ballad will win that's why why i'm saying this I, I think this is different enough to get a really good placement. And uh, if you look on Eurovision uh, history, Azerbaijan is always up there as a contender because they are uh, uh, a really rich country that use a lot of money on on Eurovision. Uh, ah. They they like using money in their production and i i think you can hear that in this song uh there's elements of this song that sounds kind of uh uh, a song i've heard before but also refreshingly refreshingly uh, new and crisp so i definitely like this i think this is uh, one of my favorites this year, and I'm giving it a 10 out of uh, 10, actually. Wow. Wow. We've yeah. got That's a tenner. <laughs> I really like this. I, I really do. Like I said, I, the performance of it, it will even be better, because it definitely has that ramp up that you can use with the lighting effects and things like that. Right. And it's uh, minimally danceable, I guess. It seems yeah. like... Uh, it would be more of like a swaying back and forth kind of song, but it definitely got that dancing vibe to it. So uh, I think the really the big thing, like Fro said, that makes it fresh is her voice. So oh, uh, she, she doesn't have any accent. I'm assuming oh. she when she talks like normal life, because uh, usually you know people sit when they sing. Sometimes they have a different kind of voice. So, but right. she f- sounds very very Americanized when she sings. So. I totally yeah. agree with you, and I think that is uh, somewhat uh, uh, the reason why why I, I think this also will win. It's also because uh, Azerbaijan is also uh, a country uh, that has proven that it can uh, produce a good Eurovision. I'm really concerned. <laughs> I'm super concerned about this year's uh, Eurovision. Because right now it's in a country that really doesn't have the money to to have it. Uh, it's uh, uh, being played by things that have gone wrong. Uh, every everybody is saying this is the worst Eurovision in many many years when it comes to singing and songs. There's there's actually nothing 
that is kind of giving me the hope that this year will produce uh, something super. And that's why I like this song. I I I, I think it's kind of uh, giving it to a country also that have proven before that they actually can produce and have a good Eurovision with uh, with uh, good artists in it. So next uh, uh, week. Uh, because we are doing it uh, for some strange reason alphabetically now that we we gone from from <laughs> picking just random countries. We will do Belarus. Oh, I thought we were gonna do me and Tilly pick one. Let's okay. do that. Sure, you and Tilly pick pick one each. All right. Uh, let me look through this for a second. Tilly, did you or do you have? it up already or I'm, I'm assuming not since i just came up with this <laughs> no, I see. can you hear me buying time i'm buying time right now <laughs> the loading bar's just gone to where it needed to be um, um i don't know who we've oh, we've definitely seen right austria just a, just ask if we've done it have we done ireland we haven't done ireland let's do ireland okay uh that's my pick have we done croatia what about you, Tilly? has croatia been done uh, let me look real quick I, I can usually tell by looking at the artist. Yeah, no, we have not. He doesn't done. look like I've seen no. before. No, he yeah, looks I mean, like he should be on American Idol, or though. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Drunk. No, we're doing Croatia. That sounds. All good. right. Croatia and Ireland sounds good. Croatia and Ireland. Sure. Wait. Brandon Murray and what the fuck is his name? Jack. Jack Hudek. Jack Hudek. Sure. Yeah, well, that's, that's like... Jacques, isn't it? Sorry? It'd be Jacques, it'd be Jacques, wouldn't it? Because it wouldn't be Jacques, yeah. then Hudek. Hudek. Hudek! Yeah. <laughs> In the house! Yep. So, that is fun. Thank you for that. Uh, that was a good idea, Luke. Uh... Oh, yeah, I mean, we've been meaning to do it, we just never got around to it, so. Yeah, true. Uh, maybe we'll do it again next week. I was kind of... I'm. I'm kind of wishing I picked Macedonia because I didn't n- notice this lady right here with the, <laughs> the hair buns, but maybe I'll pick that next week. Maybe. Have you seen anything on TV this week, Fro? Yes, I have. Thank you for asking me, Fro. Uh, it's been one of those weeks, uh, again, where I've seen a lot of TV, it sounds like. Uh, I've seen the three first episodes of The Handmaiden uh, Tale. Uh... I am thinking this will be my pick for uh, the show of the year, uh, based on those three episodes. Huh. Because that still is, pretty early in the year, but it's it, that good, huh? It is that good. I'm super happy that <laughs> that it it is this good because I freaking love the book. I, it's one of my favorite books of all time. Uh, and to be honest, I, I, I'm not sure if I like the TV show as far as uh, the book. I, I'm thinking that I'm actually liking the TV show even more than the book. Wow. That's saying, <laughs> yeah, that's saying a lot because the hand, hand that never happens. tail is... No, uh, it's one of my favorite books of all time. I, I just adore this. And 
I've seen reviews and they are all positive. So I'm glad it's not only me that sees that this is a really, really good show. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it's getting the accolade it's getting. So it means that uh, uh, Hulu have something to, to go with because uh, the last Hulu show I watched wasn't that uh, good. That was the thing that we watched. Last thing we watched from Holo was that uh, about that ah uh, um, uh, the man that was uh, trying to steal that was from this. Oh uh, well, the path is Hulu, so the last oh, thing yeah. you watched was the path. That's but true. you're talking about shut up. Was it shut up? Shut up. Shut up. Right. Yeah. Oh, forgotten yeah. about that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Happily. No, the path, of course. Uh, I, I like the ending of Shut Eye, but there was a lot of bad in the middle. Oh, so, so, so many bad things. But uh, yeah, no, this is uh, this is Hulu exclusive, and uh, I like that they gave the three episodes at at once. I I think that's a good way to get people interested in the show, because uh, like we always say, I give a show uh, to uh, two episodes. Another thing that I also gave two episodes this week that I was really disappointed in was Bill Nye, uh, new TV show on Netflix. I freaking hated it. Uh, Bill Nye saves the world, right? I haven't even gotten around to watching it yet. Uh, one of the reasons I didn't is because I saw for a post on Facebook how bad it was, <laughs> and I'm like really leery of it now. So Yeah, no, uh, uh, this has gotten good reviews. Uh, but every time I read a, new, uh, a review of Bill Nye uh, Saves the World, they are actually saying uh, the same thing. And I, th I think that's kind of interesting. They're saying, ah, oh, it's kind of, it's not deep uh, at all, but it's fun. Uh, mm -hmm. And there, I read the review uh, that... Uh, that made me like kind of uh, intrigued of this. Do you mind uh, at all if I, I read uh, something from the review? No, go for it. I just uh, need some time uh, because I suddenly <laughs> lost it. Uh... <laughs> well, now we okay. mind. Yeah, we, we mind now all of a mind. sudden it became an issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief, friend. <laughs> Uh, Get a great uh, one. <laughs> did you watch uh, Bill Nye Saves the World this week, Billy? No. It keeps coming up on uh, Netflix saying, watch this. Why aren't you watching this? But, um... It has 86% uh, percent of Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience score is 37%. Wow. That is... Mmm. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. My review is from uh, a little thing, uh, uh, sorry, um, called Community Voices, and it's from the, the guest set, and it says, <clears throat> uh, "Why doesn't uh, who doesn't want to see Bill Nye succeed with another TV show? A whole generation grew up of educational TV series, Bill Nye, the Science Guy." So, you want him to have another bite of the apple. But boy, does Netflix 
Bill uh, Nye Saves the World debuts uh, on the streaming service uh, Friday, disappoints. Instead of another kid show, uh, Bill Nye Saves the World is styled like a talk show somewhat similar to Neil uh, deGrasse Tyson's Star uh, Walk on National uh, Geographic, only on the better set. But Bill Nye Saves the World looks like it's trying to be sophisticated, but failing on an overbuilt set with writing that flops more often than it hits in the bullseye. So that's some of the it. Uh, and it, in the end, I think it, he says it the best. And that is the thing. Bill uh, Nye Saves the World is just not that entertaining show all around. While a format is a gauge to adults, the t- content is too simple to be in interest of them. For kids who, who might try to watch He's Talking uh, Heads and would be boring. One wants to share Nye, but it, uh, uh, there's no way this particular venture can live up to its title. Yeah. So that was uh, uh, Robin Owens from Pittsburgh uh, Post Gazette that read that, and I, I think that fits my view, view on it. It's it's just I was really hoping it was going to be good. Super so let down. <laughs> Super disappointed. Yeah. Um, Have you um, watched any TV? I've watched loads of TV. Uh, Dave has started Taskmaster again. So we've got season four's just started. We've got the first episode. Um, have either of you guys seen Taskmaster? Nope. I don't think so. Oh, oh you must. I'll try and find some links for it. Um, it's basically the taskmaster is a big comedian called Greg Davies and he's got Alex Horn is his sidekick, but Alex Horn's actually the writer and sort of producer of the show. He's the guy that came up with the whole thing, but Greg sits in a crowd in a throne and he is the dictator of the whole show. There are five um, comedians or funny celebrities um, that play each season. You've got, those five celebrities this year we've got joe lycett who's a hilarious stand-up from birmingham which is right near me um noel fielding who was in the mighty boosh and um noel fielding's luxury comedy and lots of other things mel geldroich geldroich can't say her last name from mel and sue fame from british bake-off hugh dennis that's on um mock the week and those kind of panel shows he's a like the main one in Mock the Week that's not the uh, presenter, Dar O'Brien. And Lolly really Adafope. Like yeah, he's he's brilliant. Yeah. And basically, the Taskmaster sets them a challenge. Um, they've hired out a house that's the Taskmaster house, and they're basically, they get an envelope. They open the envelope. It tells them what they've got to do, and they've got to figure it out and do it, basically. But they can skirt around the wording of it and things. So you get... Um, tasks like in this one they had two fences and a tiny little sort of row of bricks and all of them were covered in rubber ducks just sitting on top they had to get all the rubber ducks off all the fences and all the surfaces 
in the shortest amount of time. As soon as the first duck lands on the floor, the time starts. So everybody's okay. trying to figure out how they can knock all these ducks off in the quickest possible way. <laughs> and they're all silly. It's always silly. Another one was um, destroy this cake in the most beautiful way. So you've got people using it to paint on walls. You've got people putting it in a tumble dryer. Um, <laughs> other people trying to make it into a piece of art. Like it's, it's hilarious. And I don't want to give too many bits away. But the people that are on it make it. And as I say, fourth season now, so there's three seasons you can go back and watch, all with different comedians each time, well, each series. At the very end, oh. you get the big winner who gets to win a big gold Greg Davies head. <laughs> like a big bust <laughs> of his head. Okay. <laughs> if wow. you win the whole series, you get that. What the price? <laughs> oh, and each episode, all of the contestants, guests, whatever you want to call them, have to bring in a prize. So at the beginning, they're like, right, okay, so you've got to bring in the most, what was it, the the best autograph that they could get on a piece, of, on a vegetable. On a so, vegetable. On okay. a vegetable. So they've all had to, before the show, you know, they get like 10 weeks or something before the show to get everything ready. Um, yeah. yeah, they all had to go and get a vegetable signed by somebody famous. And then Greg Davis gets to decide which is the best and they get extra points. The winner wow. of that show gets all of those things. So sometimes it's bring your most oh, okay. expensive thing or bring your most useful thing or bring your most sentimental thing. Like one year, oh. um, Ramesh Ranganathan brung his actual wedding ring and lost it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I hope he won. No, oh, I don't no. think he did. No, he lost it, yeah. yeah. And um, oh. who was it? Josh Widdicombe put in a blank check and they oh. said, they're like, what's the most that they're going to be able to do it and somebody said what 20 grand so the person that actually won i think he put 19 grand on it and gave it to charity Holy. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of money yeah it's it's brilliant and well worth a watch as i say it's on cool. dave but you can get it on the uk tv player and they've got all of the seasons all of the episodes it's hilarious um yeah. I've caught up with RuPaul's Drag Race now. I'm actually yeah. where everybody else is in the world. And, um, oh, yeah, there was a brilliant one born every minute. I know it's a TV show you guys, and most men probably wouldn't want to watch it. There's a lot of women that don't want to watch it because it's about childbirth. But there was this one guy that I have to mention because he he made my heart so warm and I haven't felt like that and sort of been proud of somebody I didn't know for a long time. But you know when you, you see somebody and they're just amazing. Right. He was right. 21 with his 19-year-old friends with benefits, as they used to be, who he's got pregnant. They're not together. They're just friends. He's got a new girlfriend. But he was there for her through everything. And he was you know, rubbing Aww. her back and everything. He was there for hours. He went and had a little breakdown and a cry when he was on the phone to his mate outside. And his girlfriend's oh. calling and he's answering and saying, look, sorry, baby, I'll, you know, she's all right. This is happening, but I've got to go now. She needs me and hang it up, hangs up. And he was just so, he got his head screwed on. And it was just amazing considering they weren't together. And, you know, he thought she was winding him up. He was, she was winding him up when she said she was pregnant. Cause he's like, are you, are you joking? He's like, I know I'm hard to get, but you don't have to go that far to try and, you know, get me with a joke. And yeah, he was just, he was amazing. 
I have to mention him because I'll just... If any man out there has a missus or whatever that's going through... Well, that's pregnant and going to go through labour and you're worried about what to do, watch this guy because he does it all perfectly. He's rubbing her back. He's encouraging her. He's not being over the top. He's not suggesting anything. He's just bang on. Cool. Luke. Uh, yeah. Um... Big Brother Canada was amazing again this week. Oh, uh, so good. This house is freaking amazing. They, the guy, the French-Canadian guy, he the, the Big Brother tells them to clean the house, which is not <laughs> unusual f- for them to do. And he oh. goes to change the trash can out. Yep. And in the underneath the trash liner, he finds a note. And he, it, it sends him on this kind of scavenger hunt throughout the house. The oh, note wow. does. And Tor... He go. He ends up back in the exact same room the trash can was, and yep. hits this button, secret button on the wall, and this robot arm comes out of the wall and hands him the secret plaque, <laughs> and then that leads him into a secret room outside, which is yep. hidden behind the secret panel. In the room is totally dark and gets smaller and smaller as you go down this. Uh, he's crawling through this little hallway, and finds uh, oh, so it was like a golden power. It, Diamond Power Veto? I don't remember. It was one of the special video vetoes. Yeah. So uh, that was amazing, just the way they constructed this scavenger hunt and everything. Be- one of the best parts this week. Um, uh, Leftovers had oh. uh, Larry from Perfect Strangers on it, Yeah, which was very cool. Uh, yep. And they did the whole episode had Perfect Strangers theme song. Yep. The opening was Perfect Strangers theme song. And then all throughout, it was using the using it instead of the normal, instead of any kind of other music, I guess. I put that um, on Facebook. I was like, what the fuck was that intro? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I, I, saw, like, I remember seeing that. I was what? wondering if you found out what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I took it from the beginning. But I was like, why are they using it? So I, Oh, uh, right. And then, and then you see him show up in right. the hotel room, right? And I, I, I got the feeling that we will hear a new intro song every week. That'd be a cool little USP. Yeah. I thought I, a weird thing, kind of a connection to the path, maybe I thought was very strange in this, but yes. he's talking about. Okay, what what did you get from this, Fro? He, maybe, he, before he, I. Here's the thing. I, I was wondering. Because uh, uh, I, uh, those two shows are, are, are kind of similar in, in the uh, theme that I are bringing up. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, well, this, this is much, this is, you're going to maybe bl- be blown away by this then. But uh, when Larry Appleton uh, for Perfect Strangers is talking to the lady in the hotel room and he's talking about this secret new kind of radiation that these scientists have found, right? Mm-hmm. Did you hear what that... It was called L, L-A-D-R radiation. <gasps> and then he starts talking about it. Yeah, and he says it's... uh, uh Yeah, he's talking about the ladder. See, see the connection there, oh, Fro? It's kind of cool. interesting. Yeah, and it's... they're Like Fro said, they're both kind of very religious shows, but yeah. they show religion in a very different way. So, Definitely. yeah. Um, interesting. Uh... Outsiders finale. Did you see this, bro? Yeah. This is the last show ever. Yeah. It's so weird. This is one of the weirdest endings of a TV show since Alf. 
<laughs> I, I I watched it and I, I I was going to write to you what the hell was that? <laughs> well, it's clear they thought they were going to do another season, so oh, it's definitely. setting up for the third season. Oh, but it's the ending is just like everything's in chaos and um, there's a ghost child. Yep. <laughs> we'll just say that. Uh, yeah, but uh, th- this definitely doesn't wrap anything up. And nope. you know, they just found out last week that it was going to get canceled. So this not, made well, a... not unusual, but it was very. This is a really weird ending. So. Yeah, and it it made it worse. That you understand that they are bringing this up at the end of the episode because they think they're going to do another season. So it makes it right. even more like anti-climax when it when. Well, I when guess so. End. Yeah, it's just it was so weird. Yeah. That's the thing that really got me is this, this is weird. Like, if this, uh, I mean, as far as canon, if we're gonna go, oh, this is the end of the whole show. That is a weird ending to to this show because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't resolve anything, and if nope. anything, things are worse off than at the beginning of the season. Definitely. So, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, I saw this show uh, called Great News. There were two episodes this week. Uh, executive producer Tina Fey. That's why okay. I watched it. Uh, not that great. It's about a lady who is a news producer. And she works in this big, it, it's called MM, MNN, but it clearly is supposed to be like CNN. Mm. And uh, I don't know, maybe it stands for Media News Network, who knows. But uh, her mother gets an internship there because uh, her mother's friend dies. And so it's about her trying to deal with having her mother in the workplace. And her mother is very helicopter mom. So it, it, it had funny parts. And you could definitely feel kind of the, I don't know, the comedy was pretty good. But overall, the show, maybe not my taste. Other people are going to like it more. So, uh, who, Which channel is this? That's <sighs> a very good question. Um, Thank you. <laughs> well done, Fry. That's why I'm here. I'm here NBC, which that makes sense. Uh, Sorry? Yeah. NBC. NBC, okay. And it doesn't really have anybody you've probably heard of in it, so not really... It's a lot of new actors I haven't seen before. The main character, I've never seen her in anything, so... Okay. Yeah. Oh, I never heard about this show. That's... uh, that's Uh, Yeah, I think it was on uh, yesterday. It was on Tuesday, yeah, so... Okay. uh, Like I said, I just checked it out because of Tina Fey. Um, I guess she's co-executive producer. Okay. I don't know. It was all right. I probably will watch other episodes. I I'm just not gonna put out a you got you have to go see this. It's amazing. It's just eh, it's a fun little sitcom. So yeah. Are you watching the others, by the way, Hitler? No. Should I, I be? Because <laughs> there's too many things to watch in the world, and I've just watched yeah, no. nine seasons you, of RuPaul. Now, <laughs> now, now you shouldn't. Like that's that's the sad thing about it. Like. If it ends like this, why why should you? I mean, it's an interesting two first seasons. I bet it'll get. Oh, you talking about outsiders? Luke, Fro, are you talking about outsiders? Outsiders, I mean. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm not watching you said that the either. others, and I thought you were talking about leftovers. Sorry. So yeah, that was confusing. Yeah. Not the leftovers. You really need to see. 
It's the problem work. with the problem that happened with Outsiders really, like overall, is at the very beginning of the second season they had to kill off the main character yep. <laughs> in a very strange, like really weird way that didn't make much sense at all. No sense uh, at all. But in the vein of the show, there's a lot of things that don't make sense and are very yeah. ghostly and like uh, you know, Mother Nature is taking over and these kind of things. So. Yeah, very weird ending. Uh, at this, yeah, you're right, Fro. I don't know if I'd recommend people going in back and watching it because they're going to be disappointed at the end because it's such a good show and then it just kind of stops. So yeah, it, I mean, it's 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 like it's like uh, 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 nothing compares uh, comparing to this, but it's like if Lost would end after the two first seasons or something uh, without uh, us knowing if they get out of. Uh, uh, the the island. <laughs> I would be more happy about that than the ending they were giving us, but that's another thing. <laughs> right. I'm still glad I I'm avoided afraid that. that yes. I'm afraid the leftovers is yeah. going to be kind of lost syndrome because I read an article uh, with the director, I believe, yeah. who is saying um, they're not going to tell us uh, uh, why the two percent are. No, that they're. They're going to make the ending appealable to religious-minded uh, people and not. So it's yeah. going to be kind of that lost mix where they're trying to make everybody happy. Not really sure if that's going to work because it didn't work in Lost. But we can hope for the best. Uh, you see in the first season of The Leftovers, I'm near to that? I don't think so. I think I watched the first episode. Maybe. I remember you saying you watched some episodes. Yeah. 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 It, was a long, it was a while ago, though. Yeah, I mean it's 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 one of those series. Hey, uh, this week uh, we are going to decide who the worst person in the world was or is, uh, depending who we pick. Uh, when we had this uh, as a topic, I was pretty sure that me and Tilly and Luke were uh, agreeing that we were taking this all really, really, really serious. So <laughs> when I I never said that. <laughs> I I know. You you breaking you breaking the thing I was going to say. Oh, sorry. Rewind. Rewind. It's okay, you can cut me out. No. <laughs> but uh, now, uh, so when I picked my uh, four people uh, uh, in this tournament, I was like, yeah, I need to have this uh, person and this person and this person, and I didn't want to have Hitler because it's too obvious. Uh, right, none of us picked Hitler. We should just point that out to everybody because yes. it's too obvious. Yeah. It's just too too easy. Uh, He's too in yeah. your face. But what Fro is trying to point out is Tilly's going to lose. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, let's go the first round. Pool Pot. That was your pick, uh, Luke. Who's Pool Pot? Correct. Uh. Cambodian politician, uh, I guess, and revolutionary before that. Um, but he is mostly well known for um, he he controlled kind of the way uh, the food was rationed out, I guess. So people would grow the food but not get to eat any of it uh, and killed off the un numberable amounts of people they, they don't even know how many it was because uh, uh, it was so many so 
Yeah, but a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. He was uh, a bad dictator, so. He uh, he almost killed the whole country. I mean, it's or a whole continent. It's pretty. It's it's pretty obvious why why he's there. Uh, I, against my pick, Vlad uh, the Impaler, and uh, you maybe go, huh, Vlad the Impaler. That sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, that's Dracula. For, mm-hmm. for everyone that uh, uh, is kind of <laughs> uh, wondering. Uh, or the inspiration for Dracula. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. the real life version. And uh, he was uh, the leader in the Ottoman War, and he killed a lot of people. Uh, there's not really uh, a number either, but he had some rules, and uh, I mean, he's fame, famed for his cruelty. I mean, uh, they um, in Wikipedia it says that uh, he's. Uh, his uh, uh, first rule, uh, he was arrested and he impaled all his uh, um, uh, people that were working against him. And that's why he he had uh, has the really good name, Vlad the Impaler. But uh, yeah, we, we are kind of on the same point where we don't really know the numbers either for Paul Potter and Vlad the Impaler. So I think it's interesting that those two are going against each other. Yeah, but, uh, I, quite like I guess it. Vlad's well, been brought in because you know vampires. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Sure. Just for the inspiration uh, for that. Look, I will let you go first. Uh, I'll pick mine, Pol Pot. Yeah, and uh, I will pick yours as well. Uh, I am going okay. to be completely honest. I'm. Uh, I think Bullpot was much worse than Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. Because they were at war at the time, I guess. Oh, go yeah. ahead, Julie. Why don't you do yours, and then I'll I'll do this little story. I was just going to say, there's there's not not that my vote actually counts to anything, but yeah, I'd I'd go with Bullpot too. Okay. Yeah, he killed a. Pro- it says approximately twenty five percent of the Cambodian population. Yeah, so that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and one of the things I was reading about him is that oh, sorry. What, uh, when they did executions because they were at war with Vietnam at the time, to s- they were saving they didn't they didn't want to use bullets because they wanted to use them in war, so they would kill people with shovels and rakes and things like this. So not not good stuff. No, yeah, not, not nice. And uh, and uh, the the numbers for Vlad are are def- definitely less than Pulpat. Yeah, he just had more of a legend around him with Vlad the Impaler because there was like the rumors sure, of him drinking yeah. the blood of his enemies, hence the the vampire Definitely. thing. Oh my gosh, I, I did this like uh, the lineup last minute. I didn't even notice our next matchup and how crazy mm-hmm. it was going <laughs> on to our next. I didn't even notice this until just yeah, now. And the first so. mine as well. That's yeah. Okay. Oh, oops, that's not supposed to happen. No. My bad. Uh, fix Damn that. you. Fix that. Uh, we'll just do this. Hey, Bluebell, say say some words. Bluebell says no. No. Won't even purr. Oh. The song is Trump. Your pick, Tilly. Who is Trump? Donald Trump is... He's a 
dumb, racist, sexist, influenceable, petty, pussy-grabbing president of the United States of America. Never He's heard about him. 544th richest person in the world. And, yeah, we all know what Donald, what Donald Trump is and who Donald Trump is. Yeah, sadly we do. Uh, he's going uh, against Idi Amin, uh, my pick. Uh, uh, he was the Cambodian uh, president uh, of uh, Cambodia for some strange... No, Uganda. I, why am I saying Cambodia? You're back with the... He's never been yeah, Pol Pot, Cambodia. Yeah. That's what I. Yeah. 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 That's where you're thinking. of it. Uganda from 71 to 1979. And uh, yeah, uh, not really a good guy. Uh, if you've seen The Last King of Scotland, and why haven't you seen The Last King of Scotland? The best uh, movie about Idi Amin in the world, uh, if you ask me. Uh, you see that he was really popular uh, and he was uh, in the beginning looked as the savior of uh, uh, of Uganda but uh, <laughs> during uh, this he wanted to cleanse a whole group a whole ethnic group of, of people uh, called um, uh, I have a problem uh, saying that. And there been uh, uh, Uganda's 80,000 Asians, almost like uh, 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 gone after. Uh, and uh, it was uh, figured out that he killed around 100,000 people. I mean, it's not like he's he's super nice. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean. It says here that an estimate compiled by exile organizations with the help of Amnesty International puts the number killed at 500,000. Yeah. Not a oh, good guy. Because okay. they, they know that there's definitely 80,000, but it's more likely yeah. to be 300,000. But then yeah. Amnesty International have put it at 500,000. That's a lot of people. That's a hell of a lot of people, and it was a lot of cultures that he tried to kill. Well, he did manage to kill quite a lot of, you know. So, Tilly, who are you picking? Um, I'm going to have to go with Idi Army. <laughs> I can't, I can't <laughs> say Trump. He is bad, yeah, but right. he's no, he's no army. No, I. Uh... He wouldn't have gone any farther than the semifinals, anyways, because he would have gone against Pol Pot, and that's just like, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I'm picking I myself. agree as well, yeah. yeah. The next one or two of mine as well. <laughs> yeah. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Da, 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 I had a hard time da, 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 with this. Uh... Don't swap him because Steph Meyer's mine too. <laughs> Alright. Let's do... Yeah, take that inside out. I'll have a swig of my drink and then my throat will not be so dry. Right, Bina. Welcome to Family Feud. The ADC's Family Feud. Yes. Speaking of which, have you guys seen, what is it called? Google Feud? Yes. Before? 
Yes, I love Google I'm thinking maybe we'll do that in the future, but yeah, okay. we have to I, do I, this is all fixed now. Yeah. So. Good. Now we have anything, nothing against each other. Uh, <laughs> so, we have uh, Paris Hilton. Uh, that is your pick, today. Who yes. is Paris Hilton? And why is she on the list? Only woman on the list, by the way. Yeah. Oh, no, the second woman. No, no, no you, yeah. You, you pick, yeah, you pick two I women. I pick two women. Yeah. Paris right. Hilton is a personal one for me. Obviously, I know she hasn't killed thousands of people, but she <laughs> made me die inside. Just, Aww. She makes me hate white people, and I am a white person. Like, I don't like <laughs> hating myself because of this bird. The whole, that's hot thing is enough for me to shoot her in the face. Oh, mm. I watched World of Wax or whatever it was called. That stupid Wax World, Wax? Yeah. House of Wax. House of Wax. House of I watched that House. purely oh, that so movie. I could see her die. Like yeah. She just really, right. really grates on me. Apparently, That was actual selling point they sold the movie yeah. at, as. I remember. Yeah. At least here in America, they did sell that. At. Actually, uh, now that you mention it, great news, the TV show I talked about, it has Nicole Richie in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Ugh, yeah, she's another bad one. But Paris Hilton was just always... She ruined um, My Name is Earl by turning up in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, apparently she's an American socialite, I believe that, and businesswoman. <laughs> businesswoman? What kind of business is she doing other than saying... She yeah. had a record, remember? Yeah, but she, like, she did all the business on that. And it... <laughs> you can't... So- if everybody's she... doing shit for you... Oh, talking about Paris Hilton, look, I'm swearing now. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you she's got a fashion line like every other rich girl. Yeah, and, and yeah. perfumes and all the rest of it. But that's not really doing business. She's not, you know, that's people coming to her and saying, hey, we could do this. And she going, yeah, oh, that smells nice. All right, yeah, do that. Can't call yourself Luke? a businesswoman. <laughs> Luke, not to fuck with your mind and something, isn't the two last picks on this uh, list now yours? No. Oh. Okay. One of those is yours, Fro. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Oh my I gosh. didn't recognize my own pick. That's good. Uh, yeah, and she's going against Stalin. Stalin didn't anything good. <laughs> Paris Paris Hilton against Joseph Stalin. Can you imagine that like... fist fight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Stalin estimated uh, killing uh, ranging from. Three to sixty million people. So, I mean, uh, the Russian leader that al- almost starved his uh, own country. I mean, hello. <laughs> I I versus I, the lady with the reality show that isn't on TV anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I was. I, 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 this is uh, story time with Bro. Uh, the, these known facts about Bro. I was actually a devoted, uh, 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 not Stalinist, uh, what am I trying to say, communist, uh, when I was young, when I was really, 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 really young. When I was 16, okay. no, when I was 16, I was politically active. Uh, as a as a right. communist, so I I I looked upon Stalin as one of my heroes. Do uh, I really found out what he did? I mean, oh really? Yeah, you didn't know before. Okay. Not yeah, there are de- uh, at least sixteen is a little young here in America, but once you get into college, there are definitely communist 
party groups and things like that in different colleges. Wow. So I mean, it's still it's a thing here still. So yeah. But uh, no, it's 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 hard. Um, people are saying that it's really hard to calculate his numbers uh, again. Uh, but uh, we we know we have seen ma- mass graves, but. Uh, Historians working after the Soviet uh, win, uh, Union uh, has ranged it from four to ten million people dying, and before it was three to sixty million. I like well, I I like when we are arguing how many millions of people he's killing. Yeah, it's like yeah, not really a fight that I I want to 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 have, but uh, yeah. You're picking one who, uh, Luke. Let's do this interesting way. I'm definitely going Stalin. <laughs> Killer. Yeah, Stalin. As much yeah. as I hate Paris Hilton. Actually, no. Sod it. Paris Hilton. She's going to be a Stalin anyway. <laughs> Paris gets my vote. That's hard. Okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not voting uh, Paris Hilton. Sorry. <laughs> Which is so annoying. She did start like the celebrity sex tape trend as well. She started yeah, that. Yeah, and she's yeah. still alive. Well, I guess she's active right now. Stalin at least isn't around. <laughs> he did his stuff. Wow, wow! I love that as an argument. Wow. <laughs> I don't think Paris Hilton is active. I haven't seen her on TV or anywhere in years. But... Wow, that's an argument. I love that. That's an argument. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, she okay. Might be. Next one is Tomas the Turgmala. Can any of us pronounce him? No. Tomas de Turgmada? That's what I think it is. That's your pick, uh, Luke. Yeah, I didn't know who this person was until we did this list, to be honest with you, but I just looked up who led the um, Spanish Inquisition, and I was like, that guy's probably going to be a good pick. Ah, yeah. (laughs) I thought I wondered whether it might be with the name. So I was like, evil, right, evil right. Spanish people. Uh, maybe, like, maybe he led the Armada or Inquisition. Yeah, right. So he he obviously he's known for the persecution of Muslims and Jews in Spain, uh, uh, trying to get them to convert to Catholicism. And there was a lot of torture and murder and other things in the name of religion. So that's good. Yeah, he's a super nice guy. Uh, uh, I read, never heard about him before either, so I read something about him this week, and I love this quote. Uh, as, a, as a religious leader, he's one of the worst we have ever seen. That's a quote from from uh, from uh, a, a book. Uh, so. Yeah, any but religious seen, leader uh, that says kill everybody that doesn't believe what we believe is an awful religious leader. <laughs> but it's not uh, religion, it, right? It's politics. This, go, this goes down in history as like one of the worst religious leaders of all time. It's definitely yeah. a black eye on the Catholic Church as well. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, they, there are plenty, but this is the <laughs> probably the biggest one ever. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, have you guys seen him? Uh, history of the World Part One. Yes. No. That go, yeah, there's a great scene in that where uh, oh, what's his name? Why can't I remember the director of the movie's name? Um, Ryan Hasdegas, but I ain't gonna know. <laughs> uh, he did Robin oh. Hood Men in Tights. He did. Oh, um, 
Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks, right? And he plays he plays this yes. guy in the movie. Yes. So it's kind of, it's very funny. Ace, I love Mel Brooks. Uh, he's going away against another woman on the list. One of uh, I think this is the worst woman on the list. To be honest, uh, yeah. I have no I have no problem with Paris Hilton, but Stephanie Meyer, I fucking hate. Yay! Uh, uh, yes, this is... So Stephanie Meyer. Stephanie Meyer is the woman that wrote the Twilight books. Oh. <laughs> now she okay. Has... I, I knew this sounded familiar, but I was like, I was thinking it was going to be a murderer or like a oh. mass murderer or something. Like, no, Twilight no, books. Okay. Well, no, she is because as soon as that first Twilight book was written and sold over a hundred million copies, it killed a hundred million people's ideas of a vampire. Vampires do not sparkle in the sunshine. <laughs> Vampires are not. Oh my god, they'd have eaten a face off. And yeah, hate it. Hate that it's been ruined. The I used to love biggest... vampires, and all we had was Buffy that was sort of, you know, taking the Mickey a bit and dumbing them down and making them less evil. The biggest problem things. with those books is that they don't drink blood. That is like totally breaking all rules of vampire. Yeah, it's so. just just everything is wrong with it and she's ruined a whole bunch. I'm angry with her. I love when the they vampires. I love when they play basketball in the middle of the forest. And everybody oh, baseball. baseball and everybody thinks it's the lightning. It's such a I hate mm. Twilight. Oh. I'd forgotten <laughs> about that bit. I got made to watch the first Ooh. one. And it took two different goes to watch Ooh. it. And I really wasn't impressed by any of it. When he picks her up and I... runs really fast, it's like, oh, really? Like you could have, they could have done that visually uh-huh. better, and they didn't have to do it anyway. Stupid, 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 stupid. And all my friends loved it. I've seen most of them. <laughs> they were in the theaters when I was a projectionist, so uh... I've seen most of these. I actually know somebody who worked on uh, the second one. Uh, the forest scenes were all shot in Oregon, so ah. I was I was married. Uh, to a uh, girl that uh, liked this. Uh, oh no! I sadly, I sadly seen all three of them in the movies. Oh, <laughs> can't think of anything worse. I can, but uh, uh, I've seen well, Fifty Shades of Grey. So they haven't seen um, that either. <laughs> that yeah. had no impact on my life, but Stephanie Meyer did, and all this Twilight <laughs> crap. Everybody having Twilight calendars and, oh, I've got my Twilight phone case. You're 20. Oh. What? Oh. Just, oh, no. So oh, when, when they were in the theaters, the worst thing, it wasn't the teenage girls that it's, like would line up around the block yeah. when the movie came out. The worst part was the middle-aged drunk yeah. women that would come to see Twilight, <laughs> and they would be the worst in the theaters. They would be, like, harassing the staff and, you know, just generally super wasted and it would happen every night oh there would be a God, group of really? wasted 29 30 year old women who were there oh. to see twilight yeah it happened all the time that's really weird uh so you watching for stephanie meyer i guess uh Tiller? yeah awful look look i'm going with the grand inquisitor <laughs> i am sadly also going with the grand inquisitor i Fair wish dues. we could keep I wish we could keep Stephanie Meyer, but uh, I mean, he killed some more people than Stephanie Meyer. I'm not sure how many. But yeah, I think he did it in a slightly worse way. Right. Well, we have I mean, Tommy. You know, for worse reason. 
Killing parts I have of your no, brain and your soul. I have no reason why you have one of my favorite politicians on the list, but uh, you're more than welcome to have it. Tell me who, why is Tony Blair on your list? Uh, why do you list. not? Why is he your favorite? One of my favorites, I said. Yeah, but for real, really? were you joking? Yes. Right. Oh, thank God for that. Okay. <laughs> I got really worried then. I mean, you. I mean, I'll let Tilly get into it, but uh, I mean, it could be construed that he killed a lot of people, considering the Iraq War and other things. This is exactly what my point is going to be for him: the Iraq Inquiry. I've got the uh, the thing from it. Um, on the sixth of July, two thousand and sixteen, Sir John Chilcott announced the report's publication more than seven years after the inquiry was announced. Usually referred to as the Chilcott Report by the news media, the document stated that Saddam Hussein did not pose an urgent threat to British interests, that intelligence regarding weapons of mass destruction was presented with unwarranted certainty, that peaceful alternatives to war had not been exhausted, and that the UK and the US had undermined the authority of the UN Security Council, and that the processes of identifying the legal basis was far from satisfactory. And that a war in yeah. 2003 was unnecessary. Yeah, he he killed a whole bunch of people in the Iraq war, essentially, by sending our people over. I remember yeah. when we were under his government, because it was 97 to 2007, um, my sister was in the RAF, or joined the RAF. Mm. And I went with her, well, I went to her passing out parade, and she'd done all of the base training. They have the big parade, and they, you know do lots of marches in front of you and things. And her, I don't know if he was a corporal or a lieutenant or what, I think he was a corporal, came up and asked me, right, so when are you going to be joining then? You're old enough. And I looked at him and said, when our government isn't run by Tony Blair and we are no longer fighting an illegal war. Didn't go down too well, but I got my point across. And it was Good due point. to this, the Iraq war, it should never have happened and it oh. it's caused the most amount of upset in recent years. Like all of this, all of Al Qaeda and the Taliban and all the new ones that are, and ISIS. Yeah. yeah, that's that's where it came right. from. Because obviously, yeah. if we've gone in and bombed everything, yeah. I'd be pissed off with us. I'd be wanting to go to war with us. I'd be wanting to go and blow up innocent people like we've done to them. Like wow. Tony Blair has made me feel so horrific for being British. Because of what happened then, it makes me feel sick that we were yeah. even anywhere near that. I so can't agree more. It's a it's a really good good pick. Uh, I, so it had I to do one real one. <laughs> no, I, I definitely can't argue with it because it's a good pick. But uh, sadly, he's going against Mengele. Uh, who's Mengele? I, know who uh, I know Joseph Mengele. Yep. Right, he was a uh, SS officer in the uh, Nazi uh, army. Oh. Uh, also a physician at Auschwitz concentration yep. camp. Oh. He was known to right. do experiments on people, and yep. he was he was one of the doctors responsible for selecting victims to be killed in the gas chambers. Mm-hmm. Really yep. nice guy. Really yeah, nice guy. Uh, Probably the worst thing in it is the fact that uh, the experimentation on on uh, detainees, I guess, or uh, 
I guess POWs. Is that what we call them? I, I'm not really sure what you call mm. uh, that, but yeah, that's probably the worst part. Is is that whole thing? And actually, he was underneath somebody who we're gonna get later in the list. So yeah, yeah. he was. Uh, was this he's... was this the guy that was obsessed with twins? Yes. And researching on twins. Yep. Right. Right. I um, I know the. There guy. was a lot of. They were doing a lot of weird experiments, like uh, trying to uh, take out parts of people's brains to to make them not gay. Yeah, that was a thing they tried to do. Uh, it's it's made me think of that movie. Mm. Uh, is it called The Unborn? You might have seen it, Luke. Where there's um, uh... it's back to Nazi times, where somebody was they were tested on these two twins were tested on, and oh no, I haven't seen this. I don't. Oh, it's good. It, there's a girl who ends up having all these flashbacks of what was happening back then and with the twins and things because he was especially the blue eyed ones if you've twins with blue eyes it especially you'd be kept alive for as long as you can while they test on you right Blech. yeah mangler was uh, uh definitely on on my list for a long long time uh so uh who are you picking luke uh, Joseph Mangala. Tony Blair. It's much more yeah. recent, and I know he's not, you know, tested on people, but he's gained so much money and power from this Iraq war, and he's still going, he's still getting paid for it. Right. Sadly, Mangala is on the list where I would pick uh, uh, Tony Blair as well, but I'm picking Mangala, uh, one of the worst great persons in, in the world. Uh... Talking about bad people, uh, we are going to have uh, Himmler, uh, that is my pick. Uh, we talked about Mengele. <laughs> uh, this is the reason why Hitler is not on my list. Like, when I saw uh, Luke picking Mengele, I was really happy. And uh, I also googled... That is a sentence you're not going to hear a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a sentence you will never hear. hear. And when I googled uh, who's the worst person in the world, uh, to be honest, mostly uh, Henrik Himmler is actually the person that comes up. It's not Hitler, because uh, Hitler was was bad. There's no 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 uh, like discussion about it. Uh, but he was uh, more administrative than he was kind of in the camps doing the things that we are talking about. Like, okay, Hitler Hitler said what I did or was going to do, but the people we picked, both Mengele and, and Himmler, actually did, did something. Yeah, they got their hands dirty. Well, right, Hitler right. sat in, in an office behind a big nice desk saying you do this and you do this and you do this and you do this these were the guys that actually right. went and did it it's like having the mob boss and then his henchmen so to be honest Himmler uh, are directly responsible for at least 11 million Jews as we know like he he's the one that actually did something so that's the reason why Himmler is yeah, on my list. And he's going against Jim Jones, Luke. 
I'm not a really right. religious person. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess so. American, uh, it says here he's an American communist cult leader. I don't know why it says that. I guess he was oh. a communist. Uh, he was. That's weird. Founded the People's Temple, which is a radically leftist group. Uh, he created a um, place called Jonestown in Guyana, mm-hmm. and it's ended up killing. Uh, how, how many people was it? Uh, well, he killed a whole lot of people when he told them that if they drink cyanide-laced Kool-Aid, that they would go. Uh, the they would go into. Right. So. More or less. Really nice man. Uh, what a jerk. Good pick there, uh, Luke. Uh, sadly, I'm picking him here because he killed a little more than Jim Jones. But uh, Jim Jones is definitely a good pick. Uh, Luke? Okay, I found the numbers here. Uh, 909 inhabitants of Jonestown, uh, 304 of them children. Still, still That's a little a third of them. Yeah. 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 So Himmler pips him to the post, but he is a bad, <laughs> was yeah, a yeah. bad guy. We're not, we're not saying that Jim Jones is good in any way. No. Uh, but but <laughs> Himmler was definitely worse. But who are you picking, Luke? Uh, let's do you guys first, or we know who t- Fro's picking. What about you, Tilly? Yeah, I'm going Himmler as well. All right, mm-hmm. I would have gone Jim Jones. Probably just because it's mine, but if I if it was like a split, I probably would have picked him uh, Heinrich Himmler. So yeah. no, I'm picking Himmler as well. This is going to be a hard uh, semifinal because we have only really really bad people going forward. Right, full pucked against Didi Amin. Uh, let's start with the Tilly, I guess. Mm, Idi Amin. Luke? Uh, I'm going Pol Pot. And I'm going Idi Amin as well. He, uh... that w- that's a real toss-up. It is. Between the two. Such a toss-up. Uh, but I'm picking Idi Amin mostly because I know more about him than I do right. yeah. Pot, to be honest. So it's, uh, it's a little like, it's a little uh, hard here. Then we have St- Stalin against Tomado the Turkmada. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded sure. like Tomato took your mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tomato took your mother uh, against Stalin. Uh, Tilly. Uh, I got a second. I'm writing Tomato took your mother down. <laughs> um, <laughs> ooh. Yeah, this is hard. The. the... Tomato took your mother one. Tomato yeah. did took my other. I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. going there as well. Me too. Uh, the religious we... aspect of it definitely adds uh, a whole other dimension to uh, killing people. Yeah. When you add the religion aspect. And the extra and to torture honest, and, you know. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I mean, Stalin wasn't a nice guy and he, he starved almost all of Russia. But. Again, he did it because he he, he had some good beliefs uh, behind it. Like uh, uh, there there's elements of what Stalin did that could be kind of 
talked about in a good way. There's nothing like uh, Thomas did that we can say what's good at all. No. Right. But then we but have the I'm... semi-final over all semi-finals <laughs> because this is this is actually a hard one. This is Mengle against Himmler. This is like evil against evil. Like, yeah, it's like science evil versus like murderous evil. Yeah. It's so this is And they so work fun. together. And so they work yeah. together as well. Yeah. Crazy doctor oh. girl, crazy army guy. This is so hard for me. Uh let's start with the uh, look. Uh it's such a toss up, but I'm just oh. gonna go with mine, I guess. M- mingle up. Then I'm going with him and making it even more hard for Dylan. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So no, I think because of the oh, see this is really that difficult because Himmler would have put them in the camps and the Mangala would have mangled them. Yeah, it's so hard. I think Mangala because his with the yeah. with his intelligence being a doctor and everything, he should have known better. Yeah. Now this is uh, this is this should be the final. Both of them should be in the final. To be honest. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. It's it's uh, unlucky that they are not. They should be in the final. I don't know. I, when you look at the other two that are in the finals, those guys also. Stand oh yeah, up, so. we're not saying that the, the, we have any good guys in the final. But, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> right. Mengele and Himmler is is up there uh, with the two worst people in the entire world. Yeah, they're pretty so, bad. So then we have uh, Idi Amin against uh, Turkmada. Uh, Tilly. Idi Amin. Yeah, I'm going with Idi Amin as well. Alright. That one again is a kind of a toss-up to me, but I'll just go with mine, and just to say mine. Yeah. Then we have Turkmada against Mengele. Oh, this is hard. Uh, Tilly. This, all, all of these are just super hard. Yeah. I don't even know what to pick here. I think Mengele. Luke. They both tortured people. Uh, they both killed off whole populations of people specifically for like their religion. Yeah. Like this one is really hard. Um, Ugh. which one killed more people? I guess let's go. I'm gonna go Mengele, just for that fact. Uh, I hate that I'm this the deciding factor in this. Uh, I hate both of them. Oh, this is so hard. Uh, I'm going Mengele. I mean, Mengele, also because I know more about him, to be honest. It's the known factor, kind of. Right. Okay, then we have Ida Amin (laughs) against Mengele. Wow. Uh, uh, Look. I'm definitely going Mengele. Idiot mm. mean for the use of machetes and things rather than gas mm. or other experiments. Being hacked to death by a machete. Oh, I love that I am the deciding factor in this. Uh, no, I don't. Oh, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry. Idiot mean. Yeah, I mean, I mean, 
which of course gives Edie Amin the win. Hey, yep. congratulations, mate. Congra- congratulations <laughs> for being the worst person ever. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> oh. Well, that's that. It's put to rights now. <laughs> Edie Amin, the worst person in the world, with Mengele on the second, uh, with. Uh, who's your ma- uh, who's your tomato on the third? Right, correct. Yeah. That's uh, that's the wrap up. Hey. Oh, uh... It feels really weird to move on to the next thing after this tournament. To be honest, like we we now like talk about millions and millions of people like being killed. Let's do, talk about <laughs> movies we've seen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, flip it all on its head right now. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the movie, Tilly, for some strange reason? Yes. I wow. actually have. And it is an actual what? film, not a documentary. What? It's an actual film with actual actors what? and actual people in it. Well, after I watched all of RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, Netflix very lovingly suggested Hurricane Bianca to me. Oh, my God. Which is, if anybody hasn't seen it, it stars Roy <laughs> Haylock who is oh my um, God. Bianca Del Why? Rio from Drag Race and lots of other things now, because she is brilliant. Um, <gasps> he basically, he's a gay teacher in New York and he gets transferred to Texas. He then gets sacked because he's gay, basically, <clears throat> and comes back as Bianca Del Rio and just puts everybody in their place and she's hilarious. So, yeah, it's, 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 you like this movie? I thought it was brilliant. It's so like tacky really? and funny and stupid and yeah, in like a Miss, Mrs. Doubtfire way. Ah, oh, has to be. It's very tongue in cheek, very taking the Mickey, very camp. Oh, definitely camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got Shangela in it and Willem and that other one that goes. Yeah. I have no frame of reference for any of this. All right. <laughs> um, RuPaul is all RuPaul stars in it now and again. She comes yeah. in now and again. Um, sure. Right, as himself, okay. though. I don't think he's actually as female RuPaul. Uh, but yeah, it's, look, it's basically a drag queen. <laughs> yeah, it's a drag queen movie. You really don't have to see this movie. It's but really I find bad. It hilarious, right. though. Bianca Del Rio is hilarious. Just as an act, she is absolutely <laughs> I, hilarious. I'm sorry. I. I love drag racing, but that movie is shit. Yeah, but there's I'm funny sorry. bits. I, I think it's my new favourite film. I want to watch it again. What? Yeah, and my mate Nat as well. Oh. She's. Uh, I spoke to her about it because I think I'd, I'd seen it, but I hadn't watched it yet. And I asked her, and she was like, watch it, you'll laugh. And I did. And I did. It, it really, I, I was amused. Oh, you're bad shit, Gracie. Yeah, but I don't like normal films, do I? The big budget, massive, True. oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, True. explosions everywhere. I'd much True. prefer a but bloke dressing so up as campy. a woman and telling children that they're horrific. <laughs> so yeah, very camp, very, there's a happy ending at the end of it and all that lot. But <laughs> if you've just watched nine seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race, it's quite a serious movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I uh, haven't been in the cinema this week. It uh, it feels almost like uh, I'm naked or something because I mm. haven't been in the cinema. I've been sick and my movie-goer have been sick as well. 
But I uh, did watch something at home. Uh, I deal really regret watching. Um, I watched the new Rings movie. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen bad things I, about that. I have two weaknesses in my life. Uh, that is horror movies and documentaries. I watch everything that has uh, documentary by its side and horror by its side. So that means that I've watched a lot of bad horror, horror movies this year. Uh, and uh, to be honest, Rings is up there. Uh, I mean, it's not as uh, uh, atrocious as Bye Bye Man. Uh, but uh, I mean, I would rather have Donald Trump uh, president for 50 years than watching the Bye Bye Man again. So, <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, I kind of want to watch that now. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it's a shit horror movie. Uh, I really like the uh, the original Japanese version. That's yes. a good one. Ringo. The American Ringo is really good. Uh, the first American ring is not not terrible but it's not good it's mm-hmm. not terrible but uh, uh, this was just trying to modernize uh, rings is kind of interesting because like it's gone from DV- uh, from VHS to DVD player yeah and, uh, right. and now now it's gone to like internet things and uh, no it's no, streaming video yeah nothing works in this this it's not scary at all <laughs> it's it's boring yeah. See, the second one was quite good. The second American one. Yeah, this is that the one had some really American good bits one. in it. I, I agree. It's a good one. Uh, the second uh, one I watched, <laughs> and this uh, I watched uh, with my worst half, uh, because you have the better half, I have to have the worst. <laughs> uh, I watched the personal shopper. Uh, do you think this has anything to do with shopping? It sounds like it's to do with somebody that works at a shop getting shopping for people. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, kind of interesting because uh, talking about uh, uh, Twilight, this has Christian Stewart in it. Hmm. Yes. And uh, I will read you the synopsis and you can guess if I liked it or not. (laughs) Uh, A personal shopper in Paris refused to leave the city until she makes contact with her twin brother who's previously died there. <laughs> her life becomes more complicated when a mysterious person contacts her via text message. And uh, yeah, this is uh, has Christian Stewart in it and that's the only uh, thing uh, uh, the reason why I watched it with my words after because she wanted to see the new Christian Stewart movie. And, yeah, so we watched Personal Chopper. <laughs> Did I like this, Tilly? Uh, I don't think so. Look. I'm going to say no. What do you think, Bluebell? I actually did like this. Uh, ah. It was kind of strange, because I never seen a Christian Stewart movie I like. So I was really, uh, uh, and, but this was nominated. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, uh, in a uh, Palme de, de Or, like yeah, 
the Palm Festival in France. Oh. Uh, this director was was nominated. So it's actually a good movie with Christian Stewart. Oh wow. No kidding. So it's, yeah. it's worth it then. Oh definitely. I I I I would recommend this mostly to you, Tele. Okay. I think Luke I, I I don't think we Luke would like it as much as you you would like it, but I do think you would love it. Even Is if it, you don't was like it the personal it. shopper? Yes. Is that what it was called? Personal shopper. Personal right. shopper. I'll have a look. Is it scary, scary? Do I have to watch it in the daytime? Uh, it's scary enough. Okay. Is it scarier than the autopsy of Jane Doe? No, 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 no. Okay. Because no. no, that wasn't no. that scary, but I didn't expect it to be scary at all. I was watching it in the dark. No. <laughs> in my garden shed. Just, ah This went scary. What just happened to that cat? <laughs> <laughs> look, have you watched anything this week? Uh, besides Mystery Science Theater 3000 movies, no, I saw two episodes of that this week, so that was where my movie-watching time went, just to Mystery Science Theater, so... What was on it? Well, let's see, I watched episode five and six. I don't, I don't even oh. remember what the last one I watched was. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember right now. <laughs> okay. I'd have to go back and actually look that up, but yeah. I will give you a little... You know, it's Mystery Science Theater, they were bad movies, but they were good. Yeah, yeah. I will give you a little hint, Luke. Get Out is actually out now, so it's possible to get it. Hint, hint. Yeah, I've been. Th- uh, that's one thing. I've been, like I said, just not enough hours in the week, so. Hint, hint. You can get it. There's another thing I want to. I want to see Finding Dory because that popped up on Netflix, so I want to oh, see that ooh. as well. But I just oh. didn't get around to seeing it. Yeah, I need to so. see the end of that because I've only seen up to a certain point. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Up to the van yeah. part. <laughs> oh. But if so it's on good. Netflix, yay! I like yeah, it. Yeah, it is. I liked it. Well, uh, I never heard about this movie that we are going to listen to the uh, audio trailer of. What is this movie? Born in China. Disney Nature. Oh, Epic Beauty. Yeah, this definitely looks like Planet Earth or something. Yeah. Hidden Majesty. Endless wonder. Do the Chinese script behind it mean what it's saying in front of it or not? I don't know. Maybe we're not supposed to know. Yeah. We're not supposed to I really want to see this now. So it's Planet Earth, natural world, but with the Disney Disney spin. Yeah. China. I guess this is a new thing that Disney's doing because they have another one coming out like later this year that's kind of in the same vein. Born in China. I like the idea, but I don't get why Disney are doing it. How incredibly difficult it is to get that. There's a lot of money in making movies in China, to be honest. Because there's so many people in China that there's a lot of money there from all these individual people. Yeah. yeah. It's their home. The mountains of Sichuan where the monkeys and pandas live. Ooh, Sichuan. That's my favorite kind of chicken. It's pure cinematic magic. <laughs> to eat or to pet? We follow these three... Well, no, Sichuan chicken families. is what I order at the Chinese takeaway. <laughs> yes. That was my point. So maybe Szechuan pandas. Possibly the cutest oh, creature in... Oh, they're rolling down a hill in the leaves. 
Cool. It's a baby panda. Each of these animals touches our heart. More baby animals. I love pandas. Until they murder you. But. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't try to physically love them. <laughs> they're cute until they murder you. Until yeah. so you realize they're bears. When it was kind of like zooming out that title, it kind of looked like it said boring in China. That... <laughs> or boring China, I mean. <laughs> boring China for all the years. Okay. <laughs> we had World Wildlife movie? Foundation there. Yep. Yeah. What's um, this movie about? From frigid mountains to the heart of the bamboo forest, filmmaker Lu Zhuan follows the adventures of three animal families in China. The majestic panda, the savvy golden monkey, and the elusive snow leopard. Aww. This got uh, 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb. It has 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Very high. Uh, my review is from Sherry M. Sherry M. Uh. Uh, she gave this uh, one star. Uh, it's from Rotten Tomatoes, and she said, "While beautiful shots and lots of ah moments, the death of the female snow leopard. Spoiler alert! Uh, you said spoiler alert after you said the spoiler. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> that's what I was going to read this one, but didn't because of that bit. <laughs> And the probable starvation of her two cubs ruined this movie for me. I'm still sobbing and threw up, threw up, oh, after the movie. Oh, instead of going out with my friends. Too brutal, and they have to try to be all sad about it. Snow leopards are engaged in... In dangers. Endangered, and would it, uh, and I, oh, and would it have being acceptable to see them rescued. I've searched the web and found nothing about them being saved. So, Sherry didn't like it because uh, somebody dies in yeah. nature. <laughs> right. It's a nature doc documentary, so... Because that gonna never, die, never have happened, Sherry. Sherry, I'm sorry to, to tell you that animals actually dies. But when you do, when you go to see a Disney movie, if an animal's uh, gonna die, it has to be a cartoon animal, not a real no. one. Like, no. Meh. Yeah, this is D Disney nature, though. I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd, people going into it probably are assuming it's Disney, so it's not gonna have stuff like that. So they're not. Yeah, they're just not ready, ready for it. And then all right. of a sudden, you know, you've got your kids devastated, and it's tormented them because they've seen it. Um, okay. I'm, go I'm going to spoil uh, a movie called Bambi now, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, wait, uh, wait. Before, before you do that, let me yeah. read my thing out, because it yeah. kind of goes with it. Because um, I found mine on Rotten Tomatoes as well, and this is Sharon N. You had Sherry mm -hmm. N. I've got Sharon N, who gave it one star. Mm -hmm. She says, go watch the Smurfs and feel happy. The views are beautiful. But Disney needs to tone it down. Enough of traumatizing people with showing pain and suffering. The world has too much of pain and suffering and of pain and suffering currently. This is not what we need. I do not want to have to explain to my child how screwed up the world is and about life and death from watching a Disney movie. Again. Now, yeah, as much as I agree a bit, but yeah, ah. like you said with Bambi, that's every, loads of Disney movies have life or death. Yeah. In it. It, pretty much every single one has you know, a death of 
somebody. We've got Bambi. We've got The Lion King. Uh, Watership right. Down. That was a Disney, wasn't it? And that was. These are all old movies. Disney doesn't do that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah. This but... is the new age of. Yeah. Now it's just real stuff. Sure. And I, you know, as much as I, I do think children should learn about life and death and everything, I think it should be more publicized that it's a real real thing real horrible like march of the penguins loads of people went to see that with their kids and their kids were traumatized <laughs> right yeah which was a very good movie though but yeah i didn't watch it because i knew if it upset loads of children it would upset me i'm really really uh. upsettable when it comes to animals i don't really care sure. about humans i do if they're you know children but humans in general i don't really care any kind of animals it just it gets me I can't cope. All right, so I went to the Facebook and got one from Heather Grant Miller. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one. She says, I see you're deleting my comments about the truth of of China and its cruelty to animals. You cannot hide the truth as it is all over social media and the newspapers. Keep lying to yourself on China's image. That will not stop the inhumane treatment of animals. And then there's all these people like going back and forth about this on the Facebook page. Kind of interesting... Um, did you say battle social over there on media the or, or what's that mean because uh, when what? you said social media it sounded like you said sushi media and <laughs> I was thinking is that the mistake or did she actually say sushi media no social media okay <laughs> I want sushi media <laughs> <laughs> it would make sense because Japan and China and like sushi and <laughs> I was like all very valid was... arguments bro yes thank you what did he so, say Luke but uh, they were arguing back and forth right so there was a bunch of people underneath this post saying my comments also removed what a bunch of hypocritical cowards another person saying all mine are deleted too and then underneath that there's a guy named Ken Corey who says and you guys think nobody in China is fighting against this treatment? What about the horrible acts we in America commit on animals every single day? I don't see how a documentary about wild animals living in China somehow negates this or honestly has anything to do with it. So there's a kind of back and forth, but uh, it is interesting that Disney is deleting people's uh, posts about this. So Yeah, that's, that's not that's cool. Stupid. stupid, stupid, stupid. Not cool, man. Not cool, Disney. Nope. Right, they're going to get called out for it, So, which they did. There you go. Yeah. Cool E-O. Sorry, I really have to sneeze soon. <laughs> Saving up for a sneeze. As we wait with bated breath. That's fine, I'll just move clear. on. Uh, so, next we have Payback. WWE Payback 2017. Yeah, yeah. I have my chart okay. ready. Okay. All right. Well, we're going into the pre-show match of Payback. Enzo Amore and Big Cass versus team formerly known as The Club. Mm. I could have sworn this was a number one contenders match for the titles. Probably. But I'm not seeing that anymore. Yeah, it didn't, I think it didn't is, say though. it on the... I, I mean, okay. I said that. Didn't I? Maybe they changed it, but I could have sworn that was the stipulation. But yeah, me too. I, I don't know. Uh, who has the titles again? Neither of them. The Hardy Boys. 
Well, yeah, yeah. Remember the Hardys won it at, yeah, WrestleMania. So we need heels against them. So that means the heels. Well, we do have a tag team championship match, so it could be, they could change on this pay-per-view, so. Okay. I'm just saying it doesn't necessarily mean we need a heel, because if Cesaro and Sheamus win and they're heel, yeah. Yeah. Which, I don't know, Cesaro and Sheamus are only kind of heel. They are so tweeners. Well, we saw them kind of getting in a fight with each other on Raw, which I thought that whole storyline was over, but apparently we're going back to that. So that's definitely going to have something to do with that match. But what do you think about this match, Fro? I think it's the heels. Heels are going to win. All right, Club, Tilly? Yep. Uh... Yeah, I'll go with the club. I also went with the club, but I'll change it up for this one. I'll go Enzo and Cass just to be different. Because I okay. think it could be a toss-up. If There's a chance Cesaro and Sheamus could win. So, All right, next let's do uh, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Let's go, Bailey. Hmm. Fro, okay. yeah, you want to go next you, or no? You go. I said Bailey. Hmm. I tell you what, I will go Alexa Bliss just for the heck of it. Bliss. They've really screwed up this women's division. Yeah, by really. All these swaps. Yeah, hard yeah. Time. This is broken, but whatever. All right, next let's do Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe. This is just a regular match. Uh, can I go first? Sure. Samoa Joe. Okay. I also went Samoa Joe, so Tilly. I was going to go Samoa Joe, but I'll go Rollins. How's his knee now? Yeah, that's the good question. Right. Uh, that's a, I mean... They haven't really been playing up the knee injury, but but he hasn't really been wrestling. So yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, next we have Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman who in cares? a regular match. Who cares? Why is this happening? Who cares? <laughs> I haven't even been watching wrestling, and I I don't yeah. uh, just why is this happening? Is there a reason? Braun Strowman is actually looking really good. In the last he, few weeks, uh, he, he's, he's really, really fun character. Yeah, yeah, he is. I really like him. Let's hope he does a win. Uh, the thing is, people are gonna cheer him if he wins. So I'm kind of confused by what how they're yeah. gonna work this out. But I went Strowman. What about you, Fro? Uh, Delay. Delay. What? Do you want to Why go? don't you go, Tilly? Yeah. Oh, Strowman. I thought I'd already... Oh, no, I said okay, I hoped you would, I... but yeah. Yeah, it wasn't will... super clear. Then I will go Roman Reigns, because this is a toss-up for me. I just don't see them having Roman... I think they're going to continue this feud to maybe three mat... like three pay-per-views, so I think Str- right. Strowman's got to win here, and since you know we had the whole ambulance flipping over thing, right. the excuse will be Re- Reigns is still too hurt to overcome. Right. That's what right. I think is going to happen. But I, I don't All right, next we have... But the, I need throw, to sorry. go different. I need to go different on something. Right, totally. Yeah. Uh, Neville versus Austin Aries for the Cruiserweight Championship. 
Well, this should be a good match, if anything. Yeah, I love their WrestleMania match. So, mm. uh, I still think Neville will hold it because he's such a good heel. And and uh, I, I I think I said it on that wrestling show. Listen to that wrestling show, by the way. Uh, that Neville needs this more than Ares. Ares doesn't really need the title. Mm. So I don't see why why they should give him. I, I think uh, Ares is bigger than the, that division. He's a bigger star than that division. So he doesn't really need sure. it. He, he's there more to elevate the division than others. So he doesn't really need the title. And that's why I'm going with Neville. Alright, Tilly, why don't you go next? Uh, I've said Austin Aries. And I also said Austin Aries. I don't really know why. I don't remember why I picked this, but that's the way it went. (laughs) Well, I mostly went on what Froja said made loads of sense, so I don't think that the WWE will adhere to it. (laughs) Right. Thanks. I, I want the funny part is I picked it, but I'm not super. I don't think I'd be happy if Aries won because, like Fro said, Neville really uh, that will devalue him quite a bit. He Definitely. really does need that title. So. Yeah, he does. All right, next Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt in a House of Horrors match, oh. which we don't know what it is yeah. at all. I hate this match now. now and I it's not for match. the. It's not for the top. It's not for the SmackDown Championship, no. even though. Bray Wyatt uh, lost the title from Randy Orton, so yep. he should have a rematch, yep. technically, but this is not a rematch for the title. Dude. It's just a regular match. No, it's not. It's well, yeah, it's a House of Horror. Horrors match, sure. Yeah. Which is going to just be some dumb pre-taped it's, thing in the back. But. It's yeah. going to be so bad. Are they just going to get I, a big trash can out with loads of House of Horrors things, like pretend fake limbs and eyeballs and stuff <laughs> i don't know i'm sure somebody will have like a, a car battery hooked to their nuts and, oh, wait, and they what, did what, um what, what uh, i i'm going to say something but what makes this even worse is that ginger mahal i mean freaking ginger mahal is the number one contender for that fucking title that's the value it's so much right so uh, Wyatt just doesn't get a rematch for the oh. title is what it's looking like because they already have a number one contender. They uh, have a no- number one contender in Ginger Mahal! Why? why? Oh, I know why. Maybe It's the same thing with oh. this Born in China movie is because yeah. India has millions of people and they are selling it to that market. Yeah. So that's, Here's it's come out that thing. that's the reason. Here's the scary thing. I think he's going to win it. But uh, that's another topic. Uh, but uh, I'm going with Randy Orton because uh, I don't really have a good reason for. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to go Bray Wyatt because this is a non-title match. So. Okay. So I think Br- he Bray can win and it'll maintain Bray as a okay. uh, good character. And I'm pretty sure he's on Raw. So yeah. then he'll be maintained as that kind of good character, Randy Orton can split up and they can go- both go do their own things. Tilly? Yeah. Uh, this is really difficult. I've said Randy, but I think Bray. Yeah, me I might, too. I'll just, I'll stay with what I've said. So okay. I've already written it down. That was my, my original thing. Then I'm changing my mind. <laughs> okay, you go for Bray. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Hardy Boys versus Cesaro and Sheamus for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Hardy Boys. I I also went Hardy Boys. I'll go different then, but I don't think okay. it'll happen. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind going different on this uh, teller. Oh, it's all right. I've already written it down now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the thing is, I went different on mine with uh, for the Enzo uh, the club Enzo cast match, and so if for that pick of mine to work, I need Cesaro and Sheamus to win, and I'm betting against them. <laughs> so one way or another, I, my bets are kind of broken on those two matches. But whatever. All right, last match: Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho for the United States Championship. This is the hey, biggest match of the oh. night. <laughs> oh, and stipulation: if Jericho wins the title, he'll go to SmackDown. By the yeah. way, yeah. Hey, oh. Uh, Tilly. Jericho. I went Kevin Owens. I believe Jericho has a Fozzie tour coming up. Yep. So if yeah. he does go to SmackDown, he's not even really going to be there. So yeah. kind Oh, of a... crap. Yeah, no. I want to change it because I did this last time. <laughs> I will be the same as you guys on this one. All right. That's the only one I think we were the same anyway. So that Yeah. We're allowed one. And Kevin Owens is a good one. I mean, it's so obvious. I mean, it's it's so obvious that he's going to win. So I'm going. Am I going to change just to be different? No. <laughs> no, I I really don't believe he, Jericho is going to win. Like, why we don't need him on on SmackDown right. either. That's the thing. Right. Like I was thinking, do we need Jericho on SmackDown? And we really don't. <laughs> uh, was that all the matches? Yep. yep, that's it. So let's move on to Samurai Jack Season 5, Episode 6. I almost said Episode 5, but we're already on Episode 6. Um, oh, just four this... more episodes. Oh. Yeah, it's true. Um... This uh, got 0.68 in the ratings. It had 1.3 million people watching again. So oh. it's maintaining the exact same rating every week. So that's good for it. Um, I'm seeing a lot of stuff online about it being the final season. So I did not know that until recently. But I can't find anything that's definite. But a lot of people saying this is going to be the final season. That would so make whatever. sense if they're going to go back and do the bits that they've missed out. I guess that Between would be right. Seasons. But if I mean, the when they say Star Wars. when they say final season, I think they mean the final one they're ever going to produce. But you could be right; it might be a switcheroo. Yeah. But we will see. Or a spin-off. Uh, or something. So this was, like I said, episode six. Um, I'm gonna. I have a little article we'll talk about afterwards about some controversy about Samurai Jack this week. But we'll get it. We'll do that later. Uh, it's kind of a weird flashbacky kind of episode. Let's get into it. Uh, we get our opening credit sequence, of course, and we open our show on this kind of futuristic blimp that's like carrying all these alien creatures, and Ashi's on there, and she, uh, there are some hooded strangers across the blimp talking about her, and talking about how she's looking for Samurai Jack. And they, tr it seems like they try to capture her, but they fail because, you know, she's like a ninja. And they think she's trying to hurt Jack, but she, of course she says to them that she isn't. 
so they instantly believe her because this is the Woolies, uh, which are from episode season one, episode four. Uh, so Tilly probably won't recognize this, but there's a lot of uh, this is the first episode where we get a lot of characters all in this one episode from previous seasons. Uh, a lot of characters. That makes right, sense. and they even they even there's like an in joke in the, towards the end of this that. Yep. People would, might might not even notice the first time around because it's so quick, but I will mention it when we get there. But we get a flashback here of of the actual episode season uh, episode four season one. Uh, this episode was called Jack the Woolies and uh, uh, Critalite Critalites, uh, which uh, they do and they actually show footage of that actual episode. Kind of see the difference in animation style and everything. So. Interesting. Uh, we go back to the blimp, um, and the conductor is overhearing all this, and he tells Ashi, "Jack got off." This is where Jack got off, and instead of waiting for the blimp to stop and like land, Ashi just jumps out of the blimp with her like uh, chain weapon, which this kind of was not uh, didn't really work because her chain weapon was broken and. Yeah smashed and she got a new one somewhere i don't know i guess there must have been a passage of time we missed but she she's got her chain weapon back i guess that's the most important part i have it in my notes that i'm not sure i understood this what that the chain weapon was there again or yeah yeah okay uh so like i said ashi jumps out of the blimp and she lands in this forest and now we go back to skarmouche from episode two. I yeah. love Except him. it's just... Right. Believe it or not, he's part of the controversy we're going to talk about later, but... <gasps> I think I know why. I might have written down the quote. Okay. Well, maybe. I think you'll be surprised, but... Okay. Skarmouche... Uh, Skarmouche, of course, was all blown up by the t- uh, tone for, uh, tuning fork sword in the, one epi- in the second episode, but his head is still alive. So his head comes back online, kind of, and it... It kind of bounces off, like, I gotta go tell a coup, because the last... He wanted to tell a coup about Jack not having his sword. He's kind of the only one who knows about that. Uh, I guess besides Ashi, but... We go back to the woods with Ashi, and these beetle drones are, like, running away from something. They're all covered in arrows all over the body. I instantly knew what was happening here when I saw all the arrows uh, in them. This is... Uh, Ashi then meets up with the three blind archers from season one, episode seven. Probably my f- one of mm, it's in my top three, maybe even top two of all time episodes. Oh, yeah, really, uh, really good, really, really good. Because it's really, it's like a really deep thinker that episode. Yeah, definitely. And the archers t- uh, talk to her. We get a flashback of you know season one, episode seven, and what happened there. So we're really showing. What's happening here is on her journey, Ashi is seeing all the good that Jack has done in the past and why people like Jack so much. Um, and also the bad proving... that Aku did. Because Jack's... Uh, we saw that more in the last episode. Uh, Jack was yeah. taking her on the trip. And then this episode, we're kind of seeing all the good things Jack has done. So she's get, she, it's forming her opinion more where, what, two episodes ago, she was on the fence and... Even an episode before that, she was totally Aku's side. Yeah. So she's slowly being changed over these episodes. Um, the three blind archers take her to their castle, like village, 
and they've built this, uh, oh, I wrote down they built a statue to a coup, but they built a statue to Jack, that's, and, uh, Ashi, of course, asked if they've seen Jack, and they say no, but they'll be willing to help if she, uh, as soon as she finds Jack to help defeat a coup, because they haven't seen Jack either, uh, and they're ready to battle a coup again. So I'm. I think this is going to build up to something. We're all. We're going to see these people again in the future, battling mm-hmm. a coup. All of them. So Ashi leaves to go find Jack, and we go back to Scaramouche, and his head is trying to. Well, they get to, his head bounces down a hill towards a ship. It's like a port, uh, shipping port type village, where there's like a dock and there's ships coming in and out. Uh, and he tries to get a uh, passage on the ship, but. There's a sign that says, no shirt, no shoes, no body. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> no service. And so he's like, oh, I can't get on because there's... And then uh, he goes, hey, but I'm Aku's number <laughs> number one assassin. <laughs> and then there's a list on the other side of the door that says the list of uh, Aku's top assassins. And Scaramouche is at number three. And he's like, oh, bummer. <laughs> this was probably the funniest scene maybe yet of the whole uh, series or this uh, season, I guess. Yeah, I really enjoyed the, the Scaramouche as a head bouncing around and everything he says right. and the way he says it. Love it. So he needs obviously he needs a body to get on the ship. So he goes and gets a dog, and he's got a dog body, and he comes back. And the there's another side, and this says no dogs. So he's like, oh, so he leaves again, and he why oh he hides in this woman's giant afro hair, and he gets caught trying to do that. Uh, finally, he gets on the on the boat with this body that we get this like funky seventies uh, disco music as he's walking down the dock with his new body, and we find out that this is like a guy with a shrunken head that uh, Scaramouche is hiding his head on top of. But he gets on the boat, and this is where we he tells the guy with the shrunken head, uh, "I'll pay you as soon as I get to a coup because a coup will give me anything once I tell him Jack doesn't have his sword." So that's we know that Scaramouche's mission is to get back to Aku. And then as that guy walks off, this is where I did the quote because this made me laugh so much. Right. I, I nearly spat my. I drink have this out. quote written down too, oh, okay. but why don't you tell it? Yeah, when the guy with the shrunken head walks off, he says, "What a freak! He looked like a talking penis." <laughs> so, and then they cut away from the scene. That's where they cut off the scene. It was so funny. End on a talking penis, yes. <laughs> and he and the thing was, the guy did look like a talking penis. Oh, but... he totally did. So we're back in the woods with Ashi, and she sees a, another castle, and she stumbles upon a, upon like a ray, a night rave in the forest. Now I want to go here. This this place. Looks this amazing. of course is from season three, episode two. The Jack and the Rave. <laughs> and Ashi, uh, she finds a spaceman, who that guy was in that episode as well, and she asks him if he's seen Jack, and the whole rave, like, stops, and this big white light is uh, put on Ashi. The DJ asks her what, what she wants with Jack. And then we get this song, like, 90s house music <laughs> dance number, talking about how great Jack is. And they don't really say if they've seen Jack or not. They just are talking about how great Jack is. Again, it's just inf- reinforcing uh, the past episodes and showing Ashi uh, that Jack is a good guy and that she should trust him. Yeah. They do, every so time Ashi- she goes somewhere new, though, they do point out that it was Aku that he saved them from. 
So right. sort of cemented totally. both points. If Aku's bad, exactly. Samurai Jack's good. You're ace because you're Archie. Um, <laughs> so after, I guess Ashi leaves. We don't really ever see her leave, but now they're, she's in like a jungle. It's no longer kind of a forest. It's more turned into a jungle. And she comes to like a pool of water that's in a... It's kind of in a cave, so it's deep, it's underground, kind of, but she can see the water. And she does this flashback to her mother uh, when she's a kid, and her mother throws her into this pit of, like, fiery coals. And I guess, I'm assuming, I'm, it, this is the, when she got thrown in the fire, that created the black suit yeah. that's on her. Yeah. They don't really ever explain it at this point, but you, you, you figure it out later because... Uh, Ashi jumps into this pool of water just like uh, her mother threw her into the fire. So it's kind of fire water kind of thing happening there. The good versus the bad, you know, yin and yang. Uh, and she jumps into the water and to remove this like black suit she's always been wearing, she is using rocks and stuff to rub it off. And... um. She oh she she's naked now of course so she needs to use something for clothing so she finds leaves and stuffs and, and makes a dress out of these uh, and her hair is totally different now so her hair is no longer you know bad guy hair it's good guy hair and she looks much more she looks much different than she did before yeah more approachable more like a good guy than a bad guy she's. And made I, the full I, transformation from good to bad. Yeah. 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 And I have it in my notes there uh, about this scene. I, I put down. So this proves that Luke's theory that she's going to fall in love with Jack is fact. Hashtag Luke Adamas. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to Scaramouche on the boat and he, he sees a, there's like a phone, uh, a phone booth on this boat. I'm not really sure how a phone booth would work on a boat <laughs> when you think about it, but that's fine. And uh, he he's going to use it to call a coup, and he calls a coup collect, and a coup's like, they're like, that. do you want to accept the charges? And a coup's like, um, I guess. <laughs> and uh, there are these other people on the boat, so a coup can't hear him uh, as Scaramouche is trying to tell him about Jack not having his sword, there's like some dog people, they're like uh, hu humanoid dogs that are talking way loud and Scaramouche uh, tells them to shut up, but these dog people are not happy about it, so uh, they throw him overboard. So his head is now floating in the ocean. Uh, this is where we kind of leave off with Scaramouche, but Aku just hangs up and is like, whatever, it just doesn't even care. Uh, back with Ashi in the wood, uh, I guess in the jungle, and we go up to, uh, she finds this kind of pagoda bar in the middle of the woods. And Ashi asks the bartender uh, if he's seen Jack. And the whole bar, it turns out, is filled with, you know, evil robots who have fought Jack in the past. And they all tell their stories about how badly Samurai Jack beat them up, and they're all showing all their war injuries. And then the bartender goes into this weird story about him being a samurai when he was much younger because he's a very old man that's the bartender <laughs> and that Jack 
Jack taught him that uh, the ways that he was being a samurai were incorrect, and that's why he gave up being a samurai. <laughs> and they come come back from the story, and like one of the robots is like, "That's not, that's not really the same as ours. <laughs> not really as impressive." And the guy's like, "Whatever." Isn't is one of those bad guy robots a Popeye one? He well, he had a Popeye voice. Yeah, definitely. He got me eye or something like that. He did something right. to me eye. It just looked. I know that was a really bad impression. Nothing like Popeye. He sounded a lot more like Popeye. <laughs> so as this is all happening, uh, the door opens and it is Damango, the Soul Collector from season two, episode ten. And this part I found very funny, but I don't think a lot of other people were. We've gotten all these old characters from old episodes come back and they tell their story. So you see Demongo come in and you're expecting him to tell everybody his story about Jack, right? But he just looks, he comes in the door and he says, I am here to collect the souls of all the greatest warriors. And he looks around the room and he goes, I think I came to the wrong place. <laughs> and he just leaves. <laughs> He doesn't oh, tell a story at all. He just leaves. And it's just like, so funny. Uh, it's very, I, I thought that was very funny. Yeah, I totally agree. So Ashi leaves. And as she's leaving this bar, a shadowy figure who, I don't know who this is. Uh, maybe we'll find out in the future. Maybe we won't. But she tells uh, Ashi to follow this path. Uh, and that's where she'll find Jack. So she does. And she follows this path all the way to a graveyard. Uh, very... It looks like a samurai graveyard. Because there's all these headstones that have samurais on them. And she sees Jack sitting in the middle of this graveyard with a sword in front of him. And the Green Knight is there. Which we obviously we saw Jack follow. And uh, the Green Knight tells Ashi that she can watch. But she can't proceed any fo- further. And she's confused by this. And this Green Knight is floating off the ground. So we're... In, now, we're assuming this is a ghost, right? Yeah. Because didn't, didn't he come out of the one of the things, one of the gravestones? Uh, no, those are the other ones we're getting in a minute. He kind of rides up on his horse, remember? Oh, yeah. All right. Right. I get confused. But they are in the graveyard, so, yeah. So, Jack, uh, we find out here from the Green Knight that Jack is going to commit seppuku, which, if anybody knows, that's traditional... Suicide for samurais if they fail in their mission or they disgrace their family or something like that. Yeah, falling um, on your own sword. Right, so Jack is going to stab himself with this sword that's in front of him. That's the plan. Uh, Ashi uh, finds this out and she's going to stop him, but the Green Knight uh, fights her back. And uh, the whole time we get kind of an Ashi versus the Green Knight fight scene. And the whole time uh, Jack is... Oh, she's telling Jack that there's hope and that he shouldn't kill himself because she's seen all these things, good things that Jack has done and that she believes in him. And finally, the thing that gets Jack to kind of come out of it, Ashi tells him that the children didn't didn't die in the last episode, that, they're, that they lived. Which Jack, that was the reason Jack gave up in the first place, is that he thought all those children were dead. Mm-hmm. So now that he finds this out, the knight is about to kill Ashi, basically. But Jack stops the knight and he takes his sword and slices the knight in half kind of disappears and uh there uh so uh, ashi's definitely saved jack from killing himself here and uh, as all the there there were all these other ghost samurais that i didn't mention i guess well we kind of did it for a second but they disappear back into their graves and after this happens jack just kind of turns around and says 
I like your hair. And your dress. <laughs> it's like, we just battled demons from, like, an otherworldly, and they're just like, oh, nice dress. It's very funny. And, and Ashi says, what happened? Yeah. Oh, go I ahead. Down, uh, Luca, Thomas, twice. Oh, this proves that they are getting together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Ashi says, what, what should we do now? And Jack just look. It, you know, the camera goes right into Jack's face and he says, we find my sword and they go to credits. Yay! Yay! Very good episode. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll give this one a 10 out of 10 because I thought it was perfect and... So good. Uh, I always have a problem with like flashback episodes of like sitcoms where the whole, th- the whole episode is just a flashing back to other parts of the season. Yeah. But this, they made it work and then they did the whole... Uh, uh, Demongo thing, which was very funny. So, yeah, they've done it to sort of catch everybody up, rather than to just fill an episode for free, like they do right. on the sitcoms. Like, oh, we just use bits of this and bits of that. It's more it it's conceptual and it makes sense. And it as considering I've been watching it from this season only, it's got me back into some of the other things that I didn't know about from the original, you know, first one before it all changed and went fifty right. years in the future. Uh, I mean, the rave yeah. episode and the three blind archers are two of my favorite definitely. episodes of all time. So they definitely picked the right ones, at least for me. So yeah, well, it's made me want to watch those episodes. Luke, it's uh, we are one that to... they missed. Yeah. Oh, one that they missed. Uh, that hopefully they'll get in the future is Jack. Jack learns to jump good. Those guys, I want to see in this, but we'll see what happens. Jack Maybe we'll get it in the future. To jump good. Yes. It's a very yeah, funny yeah. episode. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Tilly, are you ready to be the re- uh, narrator again? Yes. I'm ready. We're going to do Lost on the Amazon. Shows your own adventure. Uh, is it me that begins? Uh, let me get... Uh, yes, uh, it is. Okay. I will go with you, Awaduga. The Indian looks straight at you with strength and pride. We must leave at once, he says. Oh, that's me. The officers become very excited. One of them grabs you by the arm and says firmly. Uh, Oh, I guess this is me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do not go. It is too dangerous. No good will come of it. I will not allow it. You must wait. You shake him off and turn to Awaduga, saying... I'm ready. My gear isn't even unpacked. Let's go. With that, you get your gear and leave. As you walk out of the front door, you hear the clerk say to the officers, They're fools, those two. The river is dangerous and so is the jungle. They are lost even before they start. Oaduga helps you with your gear and soon you are standing on the river's edge beside a slender dugout canoe. The boat is about 20 feet long. An old six-horsepower outboard motor is attached to the stern with a wooden bracket. Two short paddles, a long pole, and a net are out in, are in the dugout. Also in the canoe are three spears, their sharp points wrapped in broad green leaves and bound with vines, and a bow with a bark quiver of arrows. Oaduga has a machete on his belt. Step into the middle of the canoe, he says. Oh. I see. <laughs> Otherwise, it will tip. Do not move or change positions quickly. Do not drag your hand in the water. You nod as he gives his instructions, but you certainly don't need them. You are familiar with boats, and you have lived in the jungle. 
all in all, all in all, though, the precautions are wise. Oaduga pulls the starter cord. The motor sputters, then catches, and the canoe darts out into the current of the Amazon. You head upstream. Ahead of you is a wall of green, of green broken only by the blue and white of sky and clouds. Quickly disappearing behind you is Manaus. Already the buildings are little more than lumps in the midst of green. In a moment, they are gone. The sun burns your flesh. Insects torment your skin and the brown water ripples past the bow of your canoe. The day passes. Before you know it, the sun is slipping into the distant green. Darkness will come quickly. Oaduga, who has remained silent, now speaks. Night is soon upon us. If we camp, we lose time. Their trail is growing cold, but the river at night is filled with danger. You must decide. Ah. And uh, if you want, uh, if you want to continue, we are going to page fourteen. And if you decide to camp for the night, we turn to page eleven. So, Tilly, what do you vote for? Mm, I think carrying on. Then maybe we can sleep in the sun when we get where we're going. <laughs> we'll have a rest yeah. then, rather than resting now. Because hmm. if it's hot in the daytime, you might as well make the most of the night time. Uh, it says that, see, the real problem here is, uh, we might lose them because yeah. the trail it might grow cold, but at night, the jungle is filled with danger. So we do have lots of weapons. Uh, though. we do. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go with camping, I guess. I am going with Tilly, I guess. Uh, Alright, so we'll continue on. So that will be next week. Next week. Oh next no, Fro, week. we might have just killed Luke. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I know. <laughs> With our decision. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> There's a very good possibility. Right. <laughs> we we, are, we the are the bad part. Uh, we always uh, die in these books. <laughs> <laughs> we do. <laughs> um, do you have anything you want to plug to Leia? Uh, I probably did have, but I can't think of anything now. The RSPCA and the PDSA. Give them some money. Uh, Luke, what about you? Uh, I'm good this week. Uh, you can go to audibletrials.com slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. Or as still is as it. Audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. And you'll get a free audiobook and you get a free 30-day trial. If you cancel before that 30-day trial is over, you pay nothing at all ever. Ace. Yes, and you do help us. Yes. And I saw there was an interesting book on there this week called Shattered. Have you guys seen anything about this book? It is an in-depth look at the failure of the Hillary Clinton campaign to yeah, win I the election. Oh, wow. I heard it's a pretty tell-all book, and there's a lot of stuff in there that's like goes against everything, the you know, the idea of Russia and Comey and all these other things, so... Yeah. Uh, oh hey, I wonder. That's if on that... Audible right now. If people want to pick it up, so I wonder if that book, all the reasons to vote Democrat, will be on it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good audio book, yeah. Uh, the shortest uh, audio book in the world. Yeah, just um, every half an hour, you just get a, a sort of chapter name, and then it's silence, <laughs> right? And then <laughs> chapter three. <laughs> Next week, we will do something really interesting that we haven't done before. Uh, we're actually going to watch something again 
uh, for people that haven't listened to that episode, we did a Norwegian TV show called Valkyrian, uh, and you two guys guessed uh, what it was about. Now it's out on uh, on Amazon Prime. Amazon, yes, uh, with English subtitles. So this time we are going to watch it with English subtitles and having a little recap of. Yay! Of so we finally we're obviously to not going to do going on. Yeah. We're going to mostly just talk about it and what we thought about, about it and go a real quick recap. I think that's how we're going to do it. Yes. Cause we already did the show once, but this time, uh, me and Tilly are going to really understand what happened. So. <laughs> yeah, we did yeah. Real I'm really excited to hear the rant that he goes on about, um, governments and stuff in that one scene towards the end. That's one of the things I'm most excited about. So, right. I want to see his argument with his, uh, brother-in-law or whatever he is. Uh, he's visiting yeah. with the baby and he's at the door. We will talk of news of the week. Uh, we will do payback uh, uh, results. And uh, we will have another digital review of Slave. Sounds like a horror movie. Is it a horror <laughs> movie? Uh, I don't remember. Let's look it up real quick. Uh... Is it? Yeah. When it you look up fan- That's a weird... Fan- fantasy science oh. fiction. Uh, we would do uh, oh, uh, distributed yeah. Samurai Jack episode Sorry. 7, yeah, and this is a WWE Studios production. I didn't even know that when I picked it, but it is. Oh, really? What, this Slate? Yes. Slate, yes. Yeah, Slay with a T. As in, like, Santa's Slay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, we will have Samurai Jack uh, season 5, episode 7. For Norway, this has been uh, episode 81 of another digital system from United States of uh, America. I was going to say Canada for some <laughs> United States of Canada. Uh, uh, you heard Luke. And from the British uh, island of uh, Britain, you heard Tilly. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. <laughs>